97.1 and AM 1130. Bartow Yellow Jacket Football starts now. It's time for Bartow Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. Tonight's game is sponsored by Kelly Buick GMC of Bartow. Doing whatever it takes to earn your business. Evolve Professional Landscape Management. Spath Jewelers of Bartow and Valrico. Palette One of Bartow. SR Wright and Company. By Ewing Blackwelder and Deuce Insurance. Keith Spray Service of Bartow. Taking care of your lawn and garden for over 50 years. Budget You Pull It. The parts you need when you need them. Citrus Air Conditioners of Bartow. By Widden McLean Funeral Home. Beefo Brady Sports Pub in the Bartow Center South. And by Bartow Ford. We're different and we prove it. Now, let's join our broadcast crew for Yellow Jacket Football. Well, good evening and welcome to week six of the high school football season. Tonight, the Winter Haven Blue Devils visit the Bartow Yellow Jackets in a district contest. And both teams enter tonight's game at 1-0 and in the district, so this is a battle for first place. With Bruce and Andy Edmond, Mike Ayers, I'm Jeff Thornburg. Thank you so much for joining us uh, tonight. And uh, Bruce uh, doesn't get much better than this first place in the district on the line between Winter Haven and uh, Bartow. Under some um, not ideal weather conditions, but it looks like we're going to play. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a it's a really good game because uh, there's there's no question about the outcome. Whoever wins is going to end up winning the district and uh, uh, guaranteed a playoff spot. <clears throat> that's that's what lies between the two teams tonight. There is there has been some rain. It looks like it's just down to a very very slight drizzle, uh, but. Um, these teams have played in the rain. They played in the bad weather. Uh, we've had a couple of games that we've had rain in. We've uh, had uh, some really, really nice games. Last last week was beautiful weather and uh, just a, a terrible uh, game. Even though we were able to come out on on the winning side, but uh, tonight it's uh, great football weather if the, if it cools down like it's supposed to mike it should be a perfect night and and the field uh, i mean we got a lot of we got a, a lot of rain today but the field does not look so and, and and speaking of uh rain and winter haven and bartow mike has more experience with that situation than <laughs> oh any of goodness. our broadcast crew mike oh my gosh guys yeah you're exactly right being listen but i wouldn't trade it for anything in the world i've gone from being totally drenched and soaked to just like soaking wet with sweat. But, you know, I, I hope we're in for a good game tonight. It is, it's letting off. It's pretty much well stopped down here on the sideline now. Um, the field has kind of, you see where Bartow's doing their warm-ups here. You see the field kind of getting chopped up a little bit. But you see that where the players stand, that water is just about completely gone. Um, so other than just a little bit of a wet field and a wet ball, I'm hoping we're in for a good ball game tonight. Because like you guys said, this is going to be, this could end up being for the district championship game right here tonight. Absolutely, the the Yellow Jackets with just um, one district game left after this. That's at Haines City in, in uh, two weeks or so, and um, yeah, and Winter Haven still has to play Ridge as well in their in their district. So uh, it's a it's an important ball game. We're glad to have it though right here in in Bartow tonight to take on these uh, these Winter Haven Blue Devils, and uh, both teams have gone through their warm ups. Winter Haven has already re- gone back to the uh, locker room to get uh, suited up. Bartow still on the field, still going through their uh, warm up drills. Kickoff is coming up at 7.30 tonight here from Bartow Memorial Stadium. And uh, 
Last year, last year, Bruce, the game last year, Mike reminded me last year was not a good outcome. Bartow fans want to remember the uh, fumble that wasn't. We thought he was down, and the player wasn't, and Bart and the winner even ended up scoring with what seconds as or as time ran out. Mike, yeah, yeah, it was it was right at the end of the ball game, and there just wasn't enough time, and that should have been a Bartow victory. So I think that's what you're going to see tonight. I think Bartow is reliving that right now. Bartow's remembering that play last year. And I think that's one thing that probably Coach Eden has taught these guys about. Well, and you got a lot of these guys that played in that game last year still on the field this year. So I think that's going to be something that's going to be lingering in the back of their mind. So we may see a different team out here tonight. Well, with Coach, uh, you'll hear from Coach Eden here during our pregame show, but he talked about a, it's a good week of practice and the boys are ready. Uh, Coach Eden will also mention, and I'll go ahead and, and tell everybody, um, we saw last week big number 66, the offensive lineman who went down with a, an apparent knee injury. Well, the coach did confirm that young man is out for the rest of the year with a knee injury. So, uh, of course, we wish him a, a speedy recovery and, and, oh, yeah. uh, and heal real quick. But, uh, um Thread is uh, Thread is off the field tonight, and Jason Williams will also not play tonight as well. We were hoping to get him back. He's not quite 100 percent yet, so maybe for the Lakeland game, uh, Jason Williams will become. But that gives though other folks a step up. We saw that uh, Smith did a wonderful job at Ridge when Jason couldn't play. Smith stepped up and he filled that tight end slot receiver role just ideal. Yeah, it's it's a next man up mentality, and we we see it uh, week in and week out in in college games and and. Uh, and pro games and things like that but at, at this level uh to have the depth like that you really appreciate it. and it's something that barto has 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 lacked for years and uh because we just didn't have the numbers and when you've got the numbers when you got 50 kids when you got 60 kids um you, you can you can find those diamonds in the rough you can find those kids that can fill in and smith stepped up and and he's been you know that first game was had to be offensive player of the week and and um uh has was really solid again last week they they didn't get to throw the ball as much as they would like to last week but i think uh we don't know anything about winter haven all all we know is that they played lakeland very very tough for the first half and and then uh lakeland kind of showed their dominance uh uh in the second half and, and opened that game wide open we did see that Winter Haven does have a lot of numbers. Yeah, you and commented that on, and the, as they were warming up, they had a lot of players on the field. And and that's where we know why they're a solid team. That was their only loss of the season was to Lakeland. And if that ends up being your only loss of the season, that's a pretty good season. And uh, we hope we hope to give them a second loss tonight, and then we'll go uh, test our grid against Lakeland next week. Who have they played so far? Winter Evans played, um, just off the top of my head, I don't have it, but I know they played Lake Region. Kathleen. Kathleen. And one more. One of one of their games was actually postponed because of weather. They're going to play it later on in the season. Haines City was it Haines City? Yes, they played? that's their district win is Haines City seven to nothing. They beat Haines City seven yeah. to nothing. And and Haines City played Auburndale seven to six, something like that. So, um, have we beat up Haines City yet? In two, two weeks. weeks. Okay. Got the young man on the sideline on crutches. That's going to be big number 66. That's uh, Jalen Thread. Yeah, he's the player that's out. That was uh, we saw on the bench last week after taking that knee injury. He's a junior, big offensive lineman. He's going to be missed on that on that line. But uh, like Bruce said, next man up. Yeah, and and, and uh, the the young man who filled in for him did a good job. Uh, of course, we miss him. He's he's a starter for a reason. But uh, it. it uh, 
it's just like you said, next man up. And uh, this young man, I mean, the way they got that knee wrapped up, he may he may get cut on at some period because that's a huge wrap they've got down his leg. We'll continue to monitor as the Yellow Jackets are continuing going through their pregame uh, warm-ups here. We're getting ready uh, for Yellow Jacket football tonight. District contest with the Winter Haven Blue Devils. We'll take a timeout. When we return, it is everybody's favorite part of the pregame show. That is Stratton Selections, where we test our pigskin prognostication and uh, make some uh, make some picks of high school football. Yeah. And uh, a leader, there's, there's a change in the leaderboard this week. We'll talk about that when we come back. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. Hi, Benny Jr. here with Bartow Ford. And the great thing about being right in Bartow, Florida, is we are centrally located. The right way will always lead you to Bartow Ford, where we save you time and money. Bartow Ford, we're different, and we prove it. If you're looking for good food and good family time, look no farther than Beef O'Brady's in the Bartow Center South. Your Bartow Beefs is perfect for lunch or dinner for the whole family or whole team. Your Bartow Beefs, where game time meets family time. Hello, Bartow. This is Joe DeCessory with Citrus Air Conditioners, your hometown air conditioning company. If you're looking to replace your old unit, Citrus Air has many units in stock and offers financing. Call us at 534-1171 or look us up online at citrusairinc.com. Welcome back to Bartow Yellow Jacket Football here on WBF with Mike Ayers. He's down there out in the rain on the sideline. you got Andy and Bruce Edmond. I'm Jeff Thorber. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We hope you have a good ball game in store for you as a winter haven in town to take on the Bartow Yellow Jackets. Let's uh, take a look here at Stratton Selections on the pregame show here. And uh, Andy, Bruce, Sorry. I mean, uh, Andy, Mike, and Jeff, 6-2 and two last week. That's wow. Mike was, I mean, uh, Bruce was 5-3. and three. Wow. Wow, we all missed we all missed Lake Placid, the the Dragons and the Lake Region Thunder. We all picked Lake Placid, and Lake Region won thirty eight to four, or thirty four to eight. This it's in boy that we missed that one, and then I didn't pick Lake Region. Nope, we all picked. Hmm. You can't change it now, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to change it. I just so overall for the season, Mike thirty seven and eleven. Bruce and Jeff, thirty-six and twelve, and Andy closing up thirty-four and fourteen. Yeah, slow down, Turbo. Slow down. That's what I'm talking about. All right, Andy. That means you get to go first. You ready? Still making okay. money. Week number six, high school football season, and let's start with the Mulberry Panthers, Coach Peavy's favorite team. Um, Mulberry playing a district game tonight. They're uh, in Tenorock to take on the Titans. Oh my goodness, Andy. What do you think about that ball game? It's a battle of losers. Well, I'm gonna have to go with Mulberry though, because they they put a hurting on uh, Santa Fe last week. They sure did. What was it, fifty nine to three? It was terrible. Mike, yeah. what do you think? I'm gonna go with Mulberry. I'm going Mulberry as well. Yeah, I I, I think the Mosquitoes are gonna end up winning that game actually, but uh, I'm I've got to go with Mulberry. All right. Next up, we'll start with Mike. Mike Zephyr Hills. Is playing Victory Christian. This is also a district game tonight. Zephyr Hills is three and two on the season. Victory Christian is also three and two on the season. Right. And, and after Victory Christian played Fort Meade last week and you know kept Fort Meade kind of throttled back, even though Fort Meade came out on top of that game, I think Zephyr Hills is going to have their hands full. So I think I'm going to pick uh, Victory this week. What do you think, Bruce? 
I don't know. I think that was kind of a rivalry thing last week. Uh, victory just hasn't been showing up, and and they may have played their hearts out last week, but I'm going to go with Zephyr Hills. I'm picking Zephyr Hills as well. Yeah, I'm going with Zephyr Hills. Oh, Mike's on an island. Oh, y'all left me out on a limb by myself. We, we wouldn't Sorry do that, that to you. Next up, uh, another district contest tonight, the Lake Wales Highlanders at 4-0. They visit the Davenport Broncos. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Who are 2-2 two and two on the season. Should I just write everybody? Uh, yeah, LW. LW. Everybody's picking Lake Wales <laughs> to roll there. Uh, running clock by the middle of the first half. I would not I would not argue against it. Uh, they do have all the little girls down, cheerleaders oh. down there. <laughs> Next up. Um, the Kathleen Red Devils, they're at 0-4. They finally get to play a game at home this week, their first home <laughs> game of the season because their stadium has been going under some renovations and stuff. Yeah, it looks terrible. Uh, they're going to take on the George Jenkins Eagles, who are 3-0. <laughs> so George Jenkins at Kathleen tonight. Andy. Oh, I'm going to go with George Jenkins. <sighs> Mike. Listen, I figured y'all would all go the other way, and I was going to be the only Lone Ranger out on the limb again, so I'm going to George Jenkins. Well, y'all can do what you want to do, but I say Kathleen Me is too. due for a victory. They're home tonight. Uh, the The field is horrible, and maybe we don't want to see anybody get hurt, but maybe a lot of fall down, a lot of fumbles and things like that, and Kathleen's going to win this game. I agree. I agree. Up next, the uh, Auburndale Bloodhounds, who Bartow played last week. They're at 3-1 and one on the year. They're in Eagle Lake uh, to take on the Lake Region Thunder, who last week, what did they do? Well, they had a 34-8 win over Lake Placid. So, Andy, what do you think about that one? Auburndale at Lake Region. I'm going with Auburndale. Auburndale. Mike picks Auburndale. Lake Andy Region's picks... won a couple of ball games this year, haven't two they? 2-2, and two, yeah. Who, they, who else did they beat? They beat Haines City. I can't remember. I think they beat Haines City, but I'm I'm still going to go with Auburndale. They're they're a pretty good football team. Yep, I think uh, the Bloodhounds will prevail. That's a district game for those two teams as well. All right, the other game that's going on tonight in our district, and that is Haines City at one and three. They're at Ridge Community tonight to take on Richard Tate and the one and four Ridge Community Bolts. Um, Bruce, I, I I go uh, I go with Haines City. I don't think I don't think Tate has anything this year, and um, I'm not upset about that. I'm going to pick uh, Haines City as well. Mike, what do you think? Haines City, Andy, across the board, Haines City. Everybody's riding the Hornets. Uh, next up, the uh, Lakeland Dreadnoughts, who defeated these Winter Haven Blue Devils. We're going to see tonight. Last week, uh, Lakeland at three and two on the year. They're playing at Lake Gibson tonight. The Braves are three and one. This one could be interesting. We understand Lakeland has suffered some injuries. Some some key personnel are not playing tonight. Yeah, a quarterback and a running backs out tonight. Um, I, I'm going. I'm going with Lake Gibson. The only the only team they lost to was a, a, a when they went up to Georgia or wherever they went. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to go with Lake Region. What do you think, Andy? I'm going with Lake Region too, Michael. Lake Region. I thought we were doing Lake Lakeland. G- Lake Gibson. Lake Gibson. Yeah. Lake Gibson. That's it. Lakeland at Lake we Gibson. We just tried to throw Oh, my you gosh. Off. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm glad you're paying attention. I don't know. After the win over Winter Haven, like you guys talking about suffering a loss, I guess I'll ride that Lake Gibson bus with you guys this week. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Jeff. Oh. Jeff's on a limb. I'm going to go Lakeland, the Dreadnoughts. 
Okay. Well, it's not a bad pick. I mean, that's a that's a pick em. It's going to be a tough game, no matter how you look at it. All right, uh, our final game of the night. And, by the way, before we get to our final pick, uh, just last night um, – uh, Lakeland Christian played last night. They defeated Evangelical Christian uh, 35 to 14. Nice. So the Vikings got a win last night. Congratulations, to O'Neill and the whole gang over there. All right, our final game of the night: the Fort Meade Miners. They are four and zero, Mike. And Mike, correct me if I'm wrong. This is their third straight road game. It is, and it they're is. playing over at Indian Rocks Christian tonight. The oh, Eagles, wow. who are also four and zero. So this is going to be a, a battle of the fittest over there because you know. Those guys over there, the Indian Indian Rocks Christian over in that area, they all have these little private schools, and they all just have all this abundance of talent over that way. So that's going to be a tough game, not to say that they're going to come out on top of Fort Meade, because I think Fort Meade's just got the talent that they've they've been building over the last year or two. So I'm going to go Fort Meade over Indian Rocks. Michael picks the Miners. I'm going Indian Rocks. Bruce is going there. Andy? Fort Meade. I'm picking the Miners as well. On the road. I'll take the Miners cheerleaders. Absolutely. But, but uh, Indian Rock. One other final score we want to pass on to you from last night's ball game was the JV squad. Uh, the Bartow Yellow Jacket JV squad suffered their first loss of the year. What? Yeah, they lost 7-6 to six to the Winter Haven Blue Devils JV squad. And uh, defensively, the Winter Haven team, uh, their only score, let me put it this way, the only score that Winter Haven posted was a second-half kickoff return for a touchdown. Oh, wow. The Yellow Jacket Junior Varsity squad held them in check the whole game. They never crossed midfield the whole game. The only points came off of a kickoff return. Well, that's and, why there's three there's there's three parts of, the, of your football team, and the special teams uh, can win you or lose you a football game from time to time. And the Yellow Jackets, the Junior Jackets, just had a tough time punching it into the end zone. So they lost for the first time of the year, seven to six last night in a game played right here at Bartow Memorial Stadium. Uh, there you go. That is your uh, Stratton selections for tonight. When we return, we will check in with Bartow Yellow Jacket head coach Tyler Eden and his pregame comments coming up. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. Once again, Craig, a budget you pull out of Bartow on their inventory. But uh, most RV equals are around uh, uh, from the early 90s to the uh, the mid-2010s, you know, 2008, 9, 10, that area. The part you need when you need it. Budget you pull it, Highway 60 East, Bartow. When looking for insurance coverage, consider the Ewing Black Welder Induce Agency with offices in downtown Bartow. Ewing Black Welder Induce Insurance with a wide range of insurance products to meet your every need. Becky Maslack, your local office manager. For over 50 years, Keith Spray Service has been serving Polk County with specialized treatment of delicate ornamentals, including rose bushes. Want to learn more about the treatments of ornamentals as well as expert lawn care? Call Keith Spray Service. Once again, we are happy to be joined by Bartow Yellow Jacket head coach uh, Tyler Eden before tonight's uh, big district contest with Winter Haven here at Bartow Memorial Stadium. Coach, quick look back last week to Auburndale. What a scrappy game that was, a low-scoring defensive battle. But in the end, Bartow pulled it out. Yeah, we sure did. And, you know, again, uh, we always talk about here the most important stat is a W. You know, I mean, um, of course, it'd be nice to... (laughs) to have a little bit more of a, of a cushion there. But one thing I'm proud about our kids is that they, uh, they're they tough and then they fight and they fight together. And, you know, got to see that again here. A great great road win. That was a great. They're a great team. I think they're going to be very good the rest of the way and um, competitive in their division and in their district. So um, hats off to, to our boys for pulling it out. 
Coach, we did notice uh, an injury from the Auburndale game. Big uh, offensive lineman, big number 66, uh, Thread, uh, went down what looks like a knee injury. Any uh, any update on his status? Yeah, you know, unfortunately for him, he's going to be done the rest of the year. So, um, you know, we're praying for him, and, and uh, just if everybody could just be praying for him. And, um, you know, it's not easy, especially to go down like that. And um, So we just prayers for him, and, and hopefully he'll have a smooth recovery. Is uh, Jason back in the lineup tonight, Jason Williams? No, he will not be. Our hope is that he'll be back next week for Lakeland. Um, we, we we think, you know, he's close. I mean, it, it probably one of those borderline things, but um, we just felt like it, it was one of those things where if you rush him back, then you might lose him for even more, and, you know, hopefully we're able to make a run here. So um, we just think that, you know, right now where he's at, best for him to sit and then come back fully healthy next week. All right, let's turn our attention to tonight's opponent, the Winter Haven Blue Devils. It's a district contest. Both teams are undefeated in the district. What do you see on paper with the Blue Devils, and how do you approach them? I think they're a very talented team. I think they got a lot of athletes. I think they got speed. Um, I think that they are a team that it's going to be tough. I mean, you know, the rest of the way this season, and there is no cake, there's no cupcakes. You know, we play a very tough schedule. We play in a very tough district, and, um, you know, there's no, no difference here. I think um, both teams, of course, understand the magnitude of this game, and I expect both teams to be ready and to be physical, and, and I think it's going to come down to a couple handful of plays. Um, I do think discipline is going to be really big in this game. I think both teams, the, the more disciplined team, when you have more equally matched teams, I think usually the more disciplined team that executes in those big moments will come out on top. And so I'm, I'm really hoping that we're able to do that. I think our boys are locked in and focused, and, and so uh, it should be a real good one. What I heard you say there was minimize mistakes. Yeah. And that's what you always preach. Yeah. I mean, we talk about it every week. We say the big big three things. There's there's three things. Two never change. It's assignment, perfect football, right? Be perfect at everything you do. Make sure you're doing your job perfectly every time. Be the more physical team, which I think every game we have been. And I don't – I think they're going to they're gonna come in and give us a run for our money. I think the Golden Gate situation was similar. Um, but I think, you know, we've been the more physical team in every game, um, especially late in the game. And, and then the last thing we talk about is championship mentality. And this week's championship mentality is be disciplined, right? Like the knock on um, some of these teams, you know, our team in the past maybe, and um, and this team is that they're not very disciplined. So I think the more disciplined team wins this game. And I think our boys have been very disciplined down the stretch. I think we've improved every week. And so I think um, hopefully that shows up and we just continue to take another big step forward. And the week of practice was a good one? Yeah, it was good. You know, um, it's tough when you get into the – midway point of the regular season i think it's a grind and i think guys get tired and it's hard to constantly say the same things over and over and over again so we try to have more fun this week um try to try to be a little bit more loose like as far as just having fun not with regiment and structure and things like that but just making sure that the boys were having fun because again um you know you can get burnt out and worn out and so we just want to make sure that these guys are enjoying coming out every day but we also talked about legacy you know we really did we stressed that i mean right now they're sitting at 14th i i, I told them i don't run away from that stuff you know you're sitting at 14 in the state two in the in the in the division and, and one in the region that means you know there is pressure but pressure is a privilege you know you, you've worked hard to earn it now you got to work hard to keep it and so um you know we're i think they understand that 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 every day they have an opportunity to continue to write their legacy of what this team can be Two weeks on the road. We're back home into the friendly confines of Bartow Memorial Stadium here. And I know that the Jackets love playing in front of the home crowd. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. It felt like a home game last game. You know, we had so many people there. I think we had more than Auburndale did. And uh, they got a big stadium, you know. But we filled their entire away section, and it felt like a home game. I mean, our, our players love that, too. You know, they know. Um, they're not, 
you know, nothing, nothing gets past them. I mean, they see how, how this town is supporting them, how their fellow classmates are supporting them, how the, the band, the cheerleader, everybody. Like, it's it's really becoming what I envisioned, and that was just one town, one team, and just being together and getting to do this thing together. So um, I hope we just get more and more of that, and and, uh, and hopefully we rally and, and all collectively as one town. All right, Coach, our standard feature here about uh, pick a couple college games, and we always like to start with the hometown Gators. They're uh, playing Kentucky, and Gators in the top 25. Didn't look all that impressive against Charlotte last week, the 49ers in town, but uh, back into SEC competition for the Gators. Yeah. Are they home or away? The Gators are away. Oh, man, they play really, really well in the swamp. But you know what? I'll tell you what. I like the Gators. I do. I think, I think they got something about their team where they have a toughness to them, and I think, uh, I think they're going to get it done. All right, another another top twenty five matchup. Uh, LSU will visit Old Miss, and for a while, Old Miss held on to Alabama last week, but they finally succumbed uh, to Nick Saban and, and the crew there. But LSU is at Old Miss, taking on the Rebels this weekend. What do you think about that? Oh, That's a top twenty five matchup. It is. Uh, you know what? Oh, that's tough. It's tough. It's tough. I'm gonna go with the road team again, and I'm gonna say that LSU and Brian Kelly they find a way to get it done in a tight game. So the Gators on the road, the LSU Tigers on the road. Those yes, are your two picks. All yeah. right. Thank you, Coach. Yeah, the only road team that's not winning is Winter Haven, hopefully. Absolutely. Well, like you say, the best thing about being 5-0 and is the opportunity to go 6-0. Good luck tonight yes, in the sir. district contest. Kickoff is moments away here yes, sir. at uh, Bartow Memorial Stadium. Good luck, Coach. Thank you for talking with us. Thank you. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. This is Tyler Kelly with Kelly Buick GMC. Each year, we donate a brand new GMC truck to our schools. Go to 20bucktruck.com for details on how you can win a brand new GMC from Kelly Buick GMC. 20bucktruck.com. In today's complicated financial world, it's nice to know that Steve Wright & Company is there, helping you utilize your resources more effectively as you work toward your financial goals from tax returns to retirement plans and all the stops in between. Rely on Steve Wright & Company on Avenue H in Winter Haven. Today's broadcast is sponsored in part by the Whitten McLean Funeral Home of Bartow since 1925 and the McLean Funeral Home of Fort Meade. They're family-owned and are committed to providing personal service with the concept of our family serving yours. Welcome back to Bartow Memorial Stadium. Tonight, the Yellow Jackets hosting the Winter Haven Blue Devils in a big district contest for both squads. The uh, the band is on the field. We just heard the national anthem performed by the Bartow High School Marching Band. Captains are ready to approach midfield for the uh, toss of the coin. Winter Haven over there in the, uh, the west end zone, ready to make their appearance through the tunnel the Winter Haven cheerleaders have made. Bartow cheerleaders on the field as well. And speaking of cheerleaders, Bruce... Oh, my goodness. We it's, have a ton of cheerleaders tonight. Yeah, it, it's incredible. Once again, uh, Coach Coach Jolliffe, um, she uh, she had her cheer camp this week, and I think it was 145 kids wow. uh, that came out. And um, they're all on the field tonight with the varsity cheerleaders and the JV cheerleaders, and they get to... Um, they get to do cheers tonight in front of a, a very good uh, home crowd. Uh, we're packed on both sides. Uh, the uh, booster seats aren't filled, which I'm I'm really not happy about that. We got to talk to Neil a little bit about that. None of his fault, but we uh, we want to we want to talk a little bit about that. But uh, these little cheerleaders, you can see them. They're already doing little cheers down there, and I actually saw them 
um, some a lot of pictures, and some of the pictures they were so shy, and then the next picture you see they're standing on somebody's shoulder, and so it, it's so great what she does, and and uh, the Jolliffe effect. Yeah, we love it. We Absolutely. just love what she does. Mike, uh, coin toss. Bartow has won the toss, gentlemen. Pay the fur. But we're waiting on that call. So. Waiting to see what Bartow's going to do. They won the toss, and they Deferred. win. <clears throat> so, hey, real quick, so you were talking about the cheerleaders. Yes, there's a, I mean, they're lined up from like the 30-yard line to the 30-yard line. But also, we got a, another special guest tonight. So, we're going to have some of the youth football players from 555 is actually going to lead our Bartow varsity guys out on the field tonight. Right here and then up. So, we're going to see a lot of the younger guys bringing those big guys out on the field tonight. That is so great. great. And uh, the, the program uh, that, that Garth. Uh, Washington has, and I, I keep talking about the uniforms every week. Their uniforms are so cool, but the the way he's built that program and it continues to grow and grow and grow. And these are future kids that are we're going to be talking about on Friday nights, and uh, we're really excited that uh, they're here to lead the Jackets. And, and we're just happy to have these kids here tonight because I tell you, so tomorrow they're playing in Cape Canaveral, so we all know what kind of trip that is. But here they come, guys. <laughs> Look at them all. What a thrill. Oh, man. They're going to knock somebody down. Oh, that's a great sight to see, all the little kids from 555. Look at the little ones in the back. Yeah, the... buddy. He's getting it, too. We got two taking up rear. There he goes. And they all made it to the tent. What a incredible. Now here come the Yellow Jackets onto the field. You got the, the, the young men playing out at 555, you got the, the cheerleaders and now the team. That's a, it's an incredible night. Yeah, there's pro- probably 30 of those guys. And um, now they're heading they're heading to the stands. They were loving that, too. Oh, yeah. That's big time, man. That's, that's stuff you don't forget as a child. Oh, yeah. Well, I had talked to Go- Coach Garth earlier. He was texting me, and he said a lot of the kids had already left. They already headed back over toward the Cape to uh, get ready for their ball game because a lot of them were spending a night over there tonight to be ready tomorrow morning. That's not a bad idea. Well, before we get to the kickoff, real quick, <laughs> I want a, quick, a couple of quick announcements I need to take care of. Uh, our good buddy, Fred Roden, he, you're going to love this, Bruce. He is in a trip on a trip with his two sons, Greg and Tim, and his son-in-law, Jason. They are in Cooperstown, New York, visiting the Baseball Hall of Fame. Wow. Oh, and wow. they they made a schedule. They're going to listen to the game tonight, so they got us tuned in. What an incredible trip. Hope you guys are having a blast up there at the Hall of Fame up in Cooperstown. And really appreciate all that Fred did for us and continues. We sure miss him on the sidelines. We see him. But what a trip that must be. Yeah, it is. Uh, Greg Maddox. And, of course, he's my favorite pitcher of all time. And, and – uh, just so many players, man, from, from uh, you know, watching the, and paying attention to the Detroit Tigers from when I was a little kid because the Lakeland Tigers were yep. here and, and then watching them win the World Series in 84. It's just really cool. And one other thing we want to say, happy anniversary to Scott and Anna Perez. Oh, that is great. Having their wedding. They actually, I think it was yesterday. So happy anniversary to uh, two, two great people. That's great. All righty, we're ready for some football? We sure are. Barto will kick off. Barto tonight wearing the white pants, the orange jerseys, and the orange helmets. Winter Haven, they have the uh, the gold pants, the gold jerseys, and, of course, their dark blue, navy blue uh, helmets. And we're ready to get this ball game underway. 
Yeah, and they got the gold uh, Winterhaven WH on the helmet. They, uh, it seems to me that that used to be uh, white. I think you're right, yeah. Mullis has it all teed up and ready to get this ball game underway. Back deep to receive for Winter Haven. And that is going to be um, Tullis back there, I believe. I saw him. And number four is out there as well. Farlow or a Farlow. Mike, has the rain almost stopped or is it gone? The rain has stopped, gentlemen, and it has got humid down here. Those cheerleaders made it go away. Here's the kickoff from Mullis. And it's going to be right about the seven-yard line taken there by Farlow. He's at the 15, 20, 25, 30. He's up the middle of the field at the 40. Still on his feet. He crosses into Yellow Jacket territory. And he's going to be run out of bounds on the far side of the field near the 30-yard line. Wow. Well, the uh, JV lost a game on a kick return last night. And we just about had one against us uh, tonight. So, uh, good job. Great hustle. I didn't see who actually pushed him out of bounds, but we do know uh, the kicker was in that area. So a big return for Winter Haven sets them up in excellent field position for the game's opening drive. Our buddy Daniel Pate, uh, he's a Winter Haven alum pulling for the Jackets tonight. He is his son uh, graduated from Bartow and is now coach up at Bethel. I think it's Bethel Bethel University. First and 10 for the Blue Devils. Quarterback, number 16, John Tosh. And some movement. Everybody's set. Here's the snap in the shotgun. He will hand it off. That's Farlow again. He's across the 35. Farlow to the 25 before he's brought down. Yeah, Dustin Kincaid was a starting linebacker for us and played on the baseball team. I think he had four home runs in one game uh, uh, during the baseball his senior year. That was actually number three on the carry, Alfred Smothers, and he's also in the backfield now on this second and five play for Winter Haven. First drive of the ball game, Winter Haven is already in jacket territory at the 25-yard line. Here's the snap, and again, it's going to open fake. Quarterback keeps her up the middle. He goes, he's going to get about one or two, and he ran right into some yellow jackets there. Yeah, he did. I think one of them was uh, 98 uh, and 52. So Bird and Bruce on the play, and 31 coming up on him as well. That's our man Stanley. So it's going to be third and a long four here for Winter Haven. The ball resting between the 24 and the 25-yard line. Winter Haven will send two receivers on the far side of the field. A single receiver here on the near side. Smothers is the back along with the quarterback. Here's the snap, and he will give it to Smothers. Smothers to the middle of the field. He's got a first down and more. He's still going to about the 16-yard line. Yeah, really good job by the offensive line. They opened up a hole, and and then they were able to release and get off on uh, Stanley, the linebacker, and that sprung him uh, for an easy first down. First and 10, Winter Haven, the opening drive of the ball game. Ball will be spotted right about the Yellow Jacket 17-yard line. Quarterback Couch in the shotgun. He'll hand off again. Smothers up the middle. He goes, and the big running back hits the 15, brought down about the 14-yard line. Yeah, he's almost like a hybrid. He, he's a little bit fullback and a little bit running back. Uh, he's really low to the ground. Uh, kind of reminds of, uh, of a Tillis, yes. Mike. Yeah, absolutely. he get lost in the backfield and just zip around. It's going to be second and seven here for the Blue Devils. Here's the snap. He wants to throw. He does. The pass is complete across the middle near the 10-yard line. 
It was going to set up a third and about two. Yeah, that was that was great coverage by uh, Williams, uh, the safety who came up and made the hit right as he, the football touched him. They're going to mark it now right about the 11-yard line, so we'll call it third and four. Third and four here for the Blue Devils. Two receivers on the near side of the field. Again, in the shotgun is the quarterback. And there's going to be movement, line of scrimmage, and a flag on the play. Guys, real quick, we were talking about those young JV play, those young 555 players. And uh, Coach Wa- Coach Washington, you know, we always talking about him and that program he's done. He said he couldn't do it without his president, Willie Rollins, and their cheer director, Angela Brandon. And you'll see a lot of those guys on the sideline tonight with the cheer. We just saw the football players. So you'll see all those other 555 cheerleaders on the, on the track with our varsity cheerleaders. Thank you, Mike. Five-yard penalty march off against Winter Haven. It'll be third and third and eight here for the Blue Devils. Koch takes it, throws across the middle, and it's going to be incomplete off the fingertips of the intended receiver. It'll be that was fourth a great down. job by Hampton. He was able to get his hands up as, as they were playing press coverage. Uh, the corners were playing press coverage, and they pushed him to the inside, pushed him to the safeties. But uh, Hampton rode him all the way and able to break that up. So uh, Winter Haven normally has good kickers, so we'll see how they do right here. I don't know if you guys saw him during warm-ups, but he was kicking about 40-yard field goals. He's got the wind to his back right now. So well, He's got 11 guys coming at him, too. Yeah, and there's not much wind down here. That flag is, that flag is definitely down. And there's a flag on the play. They're going to make this a little longer, I believe. Let's see. They're going to call offsides against Bartow. Yep. Not enough for a first down, but now it's going to be fourth and about four. Yeah, it may, that may change your mind, but the, I guess they'll probably take the points. You want you want the points. The Absolutely. Kick, the kicker is Leighton Kemp. If they were hesitant at all about the kicker, they would go for it here. They're going to put the ball down right about the 18, we'll call it the 17, 17-yard line, so a 27-yard field goal attempt from Kemp. Oh, low snap. Well, Here's the it. kick, and it is good. 8.56 to play in the opening quarter, and Winter Haven strikes first. They lead 3 to nothing on the 27-yard field goal. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. You have a chance to win a brand-new GMC truck from Kelly Buick GMC and help support our local schools, like the Polk County 4-H and FFA programs. 20bucktruck.com. 20booktruck.com. Kelly Buick GMC. The Ewing Blackwelder and Deuce Insurance Agency has been serving Central Florida since 1984. They all work and live in your neighborhood and take pride in our history. Offices in Bartow, there when you need them, representing only the most reliable companies in the industry. The Witten McLean Funeral Home of Bartow and the McLean Funeral Home of Fort Meade hold high the responsibility placed on them, offering you the personal attention and distinctive service you deserve. Witten and McLean, synonymous with service. Welcome back to Bartow Memorial Stadium. Winter Haven in front, 3 to nothing on a 27-yard field goal attempt. Here's the kickoff. It's going to go out of bounds at the 12-yard line. Nice play by Bartow. Yeah, great job by Williams to allow that roll out of bounds. Uh, Winter Haven was hustling down, trying to get on top of it, but it rolled out, and they'll get the ball about the 35-yard line. Winter Haven, I guess, knew not to kick it to our duo of Mr. Excitements, uh, yeah. Taylor and Murray back there. So the referees will spot the ball. 
with a kick out of bounds. So the Yellow Jacket offense on the field for the first time uh, tonight. Under the direction of our quarterback, K.J. Valentine. He wears number three. Uh, excuse me, he wears number 15. Where are they going with the football? They're still trying to spot it here. Well, the supposed to be 35, the, isn't the flag, it? Uh, the the uh, chain crew is all, all the way at the 35. I think they know a little better than the, than the referees do. Well, it's a well-known fact that Bartow has the best chain crew in the county. Absolutely. Terry Stinson was up in the uh, stands with us last week, and I think he saw a little bit about how bad a chain crew can be. Now the referee's got it. Illegal procedure on the kickoff, and they will drop the ball at the 35-yard line. When in doubt, just look at our chain crew. Yeah. So K.J. Valentine, the quarterback. Taylor will be a wide out here on the near side. That's the left side of the formation. You got Butler and Thomas on the far side. Winner even got some beef on that line now. Here's the snap. Handoff is going to be Glover up the middle. He goes, bounces to the outside, and Glover with a nice five-yard pickup. Yeah, really good job. He, he just, uh, the tackle released that time and came over and got a good block on the linebacker, which sprung him for a, a couple more yards. Hey, guys, real quick, let me clear something up. So we announced that a while ago, but when we had those young players come out on the field, that wasn't only the 555 boys. That was the Bartow Unlimited, and we also have the Bartow Unlimited cheerleaders on the field. So we have two organizations in Bartow that's on the field represented tonight. That's really really cool. It's going to be second and six here for the Yellow Jackets. Three receivers on the far side of the field. Here's the snap, and it's going to be a quarterback keeper. They fake it to Glover, and K.J. Valentine's going to get some nice yardage. It's going to be about a yard short of a first down. Yeah, he almost dropped that football and was able to gather it back up as he was running. They're going to going to be about a yard and a half short, but uh, I'm sure Winter Haven's been watching film there. Bartow will try to pull him off at some point in this game. Three receivers on the far side, two receivers on the near side. Empty backfield for the Yellow Jackets on third and two. K.J. Valentine looks over to the sideline, gets the play from Coach Eden. He'll reset his offense. The ball spotted at their own 43-yard line. Winter Haven in front, three to nothing. Here's the snap, and it's going to be a quarterback draw. Up the middle he goes, and Winter Haven is there to stop him. He'll lose one. Yeah, that was a draw all the way, and Winter Haven... They sniffed it out, and he ends up losing the yard on the play. That'll bring up fourth down. Early in the ball game, you punt it. Yep. Fourth and uh, fourth and a long two for the Yellow Jackets, and they'll send on the uh, punt team. But that means KJ Valentine will handle the punting duties for the Yellow Jackets. Been cooking, been kicking really good lately. Yes. Whistles will stop this play as Winter Haven wants to call a timeout. Well, we'll take a timeout as well. We did have a scoreboard update on uh, the Fort Meade game. 14-14. 14-14 between Winter Haven and uh, <coughs> Indian Rocks. Indian Rocks. I guess that was a 7 o'clock kickoff. Here at Bartram Memorial Stadium, the uh, Blue Devils are in front of the Yellow Jackets 3 to nothing. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. Hi, it's Erin with Evolve Contracting. While there's no shortage of landscape and irrigation companies, you deserve the option that's the best fit for you. At Evolve, we offer 3D imaging and an irrigation program that saves you water, time, and money. Visit us at evolveyourbond.com. 35 amazing years. 
Hey, that's us here at Spath Jewelers. We offer services such as beautiful custom work that's sure to wow, repairs, complimentary cleaning, appraisals, watch repairs, financing. What more do you need? We're here Monday through Friday, 10 to 7, and Saturdays from 10 to 5. Palette One of Bartow is proud to be a sports booster and invites you to join their team. Check out careers at palletone.com to learn more about the opportunities in this outstanding company with over 30 years of experience. Palette One is an equal opportunity employer. Fourth down punting situation here for the Yellow Jackets. Valentine will kick it off. It bounces at 30, picked up by the Winter Haven Blue Devil. He's still on his feet at the 35, and finally going to be gang tackled uh, as a flag, flag comes in. in Another there. flag comes in near the 39-yard line. I think they're going to get a face mask on that one, guys. Yeah, that's uh, that's very uncharacteristic of Barto. They are excellent tacklers, and uh, they missed two tackles on that play. And I believe... I don't want to call him out. Uh, I think it was just a slip, though. I think, I mean, from down here on the field view, just just being right here at it, you can see where his hand just came across, and it did just turn his head just enough to where you can see his head kind of just snap around. But I don't think it was one of those intentional. Well, we'll find out quickly. <laughs> it's going to be a personal foul face mask against the Yellow Jackets. Yeah, you turn that head, they're, they're generally going to get it 15. And look, our chain crew's already there. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And that's going to set up Winter Haven on their second drive of the night in Bartow territory to start this one all the way, we'll call it the 46-yard line of Bartow. Winter Haven first and 10. Quarterback is Couch. Here's the snap, and he's going to hand it off to number three. That is, uh, check, that's number two now in the ballgame. And that running back, Ellington, yeah, he got very little on the play. Somebody lost their helmet and uh, their shoulder pads way up in the air. And yeah, that was the ball carrier there, okay, number seven. seven. Number seven. Yep. Lanton, the ball carrier. So it's going to set up second and eight for Winter Haven. The ball just over the 45-yard line of Bartow. Winter Haven in front, three to nothing. Three wide receivers on the far side of the formation. Couch the quarterback. Here comes the snap. He's got it. He wants to throw. He does. He slings it over there. It's going to be complete and brought down about the 41-yard line. It'll be third down. Yeah, and Williams Williams went for the hit. He was going for a big hit, and the guy just kind of sidestepped. Williams was able to get a hand on him to slow him down and allow some more jackets to get there, but he was teeing off. If he would have been able to get a body on him, he'd have popped that ball loose because it was way up around his shoulder, Mike, where he caught the football. Yeah, absolutely. And if he could have laid that on him, like you said, there's a big chance that that thing could have just popped out because he just did not have enough time to secure that ball. There's a timeout on the field for the mandatory water break. Gives us a quick chance here to look at the scoreboard. We gave you the Fort Meade score. They're tied at 14 each. But uh, Zephyr Hills, Zephyr Hills in front of Victory Christian, 12 to nothing. That's also a 7 o'clock start, so they're already in the second quarter there. No score from Lakeland and Lake Gibson yet. Also no score from Haines City and Ridge early on there. And uh, no score to report from Jenkins and Kathleen. We know uh, Haines City's a pretty good defensive team. <coughs> we know that for a fact. But uh, Auber- the- Auburndale in front of uh, Lake Region, 7 nothing. That one could get... Uh, yeah, that could get ugly. But Lake Region has won a couple of games, so... Third and a long four for the Blue Devils. 
Kalsh in the shotgun. Here's the snap. And they're going to go quarterback keeper. He's caught in the backfield and thrown down for a loss. That was Stanley coming on the blitz and able to grab hold of his jersey and sling him to the ground. It's going to be fourth and about nine, and they got to punt the football. uh, Fort Meade just scored another touchdown. It's 21-14 now. Great. Although I didn't pick Fort Meade. (laughs) Hmm. So a nice defensive play and another drive stopped. This time it'll be a punt situation for Winter Haven, facing a fourth and nine. Williams and Murray back to receive for the Yellow Jackets. Kemp is on to do the punting duties for Winter Haven. Here's the snap. It's a good one. The kick is away. Low line drive kick taken by Williams at the 12-yard line. He'll get to the 15 to 20, 25, and out of bounds. Woo, right a, about the 30-yard line. Yeah, that was a beautiful block by Murray, which allowed him to get another 8 to 10 yards on that play. Just a great job by Murray getting in front of the uh, receiver who was coming down the field to make the tackle. It's just an incredible scene here at Bartow Memorial Stadium with the, the junior jacket cheerleaders. Oh, I mean, yeah, there's got to be... 250 a ton of them 250 kids down there maybe more it's, yeah it really is and they're having the time of their lives yeah they are yeah they're stacked up about like three or four deep first and ten for the yellow jackets from their own 30 yard line winter haven in front three to nothing here's the snap to valentine valentine will give it on a little sweet play to glover trying to turn the corner he's run down from behind thrown for a loss yeah really good job by winter haven the linebackers just scrape the line of scrimmage and and that's you know you're taught to do that and and it's really hard to do you want to you want to go at him but if you try to go at him at an angle he's so fast he's going to get to you but if you scrape that line of scrimmage he's got to turn eventually and when he does you go get him they're going to lose about three on the play, make it second and 13 for the Yellow Jackets. Ball spotted at their own 27-yard line. Valentine in the shotgun. Two receivers on the near side of the receiver. Now they're going to put Thomas in motion. They give him on the jet sweep. He turns the corner real quick. And, and he's, he's going to get back to the original line of scrimmage. Yeah, he's tackled real quick. And uh, I, the only thing I know for a fact, just by watching the first couple of possessions here, Winter Haven must be very good on on the pass, against the pass. We have yet to throw the football. And I would not throw it here because they are going to be coming. If, it, be- if I do, I'm getting rid of it quick. Third and 10 here for the Yellow Jackets from their own 30-yard line. Three minutes and 28 seconds left in the first quarter. Winter Haven in front, three to nothing on a 27-yard field goal. They got single coverage there, man coverage. Jackets, three receivers on the near side of the field. Valentine wants to throw. He's under some pressure, and he's going to go down. And that's why they got a really good offensive line. And this is a situation where if you are going to throw the football, you you got to you got to keep maybe instead of putting four receivers in in a pattern, you keep a couple back and uh, to help block. So that's going to lose about six on the play, make it fourth and 16 for the Yellow Jackets. 
So Valentine, again, will drop back in punt formation. Andy, looking like those uh, flags are kicking up over on the visitor side over there. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Wind's picking up a little bit. So Valentine into the wind a little bit here with this punt, his second of the night. Yeah, we got the drone up there again tonight, too. Oh, yeah. Here's the snap. Valentine has it. The kick is going to be a short one. going to bounce near midfield oh, and take a big grab the ball. Takes a big Winter Haven bounce back into Yellow Jacket territory and finally knocked down. Yeah, Taylor let it bounce about seven yards back before he decided to grab it. Bartow is losing the battle on field position right now. Yeah, and, and that's, a, that's, a, that's a great point, and uh, that's where the defense has just got to keep standing up. We know Winter Haven likes to run the football. Well, Bruce, something to add to that you were talking about earlier about the passing game, and that's one thing I know that Coach Eden has talked to uh, uh, KJ about. It's a step, st- step, step, plant. It's got to go. Yeah. You can't. You know, these guys are coming, so you've got. it's got to be that quick release. So that's what he was talking to him one week at halftime. It's got to be a step, step, plant, and that ball's got to be on the way because you don't have the time to stand back there when these guys are coming in as quick as Winter Haven is. First and ten for the Blue Devils at the Yellow Jacket, 44-yard line. Couch in the uh, shotgun. Here's the snap. They're going to give it to Glanton. Glanton breaks one tackle oh in the back. Breaks goodness. another tackle. He's at the 40. And Glanton brought down at the 35-yard line. Picked up of nine yards. Boy, he got by Davis and Stanley. I mean, you don't get by those cats. A pickup of nine is going to be second and one here for the Blue Devils. Ball at the Yellow Jacket 35-yard line. Winter Haven in front, 3 nothing. Three wide receivers on the far side of the field. Single receiver on the near side. And Kausch in the uh, in the shotgun. Here's the snap. He wants to throw. He does. He slings it to the far side of the field. It's Great incomplete. Job. And that was kind of what we were talking about earlier. He, he, he didn't have the hit came right at the right time. So it's just like we were saying a while ago. If that guy would have, you know, if he'd have been there just a second sooner. Could have wound up just like what that did. Yeah, and at some point, if 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 he doesn't put a little more mustard on that, Williams is going to pick that. Uh, Hamp, uh, Hampton is is really playing good coverage right now, and Williams is going to step inside and pick that if they throw it too many more times. Third and one here for the Blue Devils. Bartow showing a lot of pressure at the line of scrimmage. Winter Haven with uh, three receivers on the far side of the field. Single back in the backfield. Here's the snap. And it's going to be a quarterback keeper up the middle. He goes. He didn't need much. Bruce looks like he got it. Yeah, he's right on it. And I believe, yeah, he's got it by a half yard. They're looking, they're looking, they're looking. First down, Winter Haven. And the first down, Winter Haven. It was a great fake. He fooled me on it. First that's not really hard to do. But. <laughs> First and 10 for Winter Haven at the Yellow Jacket. 33-yard line. Smothers checked back in as the uh, running back, standing right next to the quarterback, Couch. Three wide receivers on the far side. Here's the snap. He wants to throw it again. He does. He slings it out to the near side. He's got his receiver at the 30, 25, and he's going to pick up about 10 before he's thrown out of bounds on the far side of the field. Well, and that's where that's a linebacker's responsibility. If, if Unless they're in cover two. If they're in cover two, Hampton's got to release, and then he's got to stay right there to make that play in the flat. 
but uh, he did not release. He went downfield with the receiver, so if he does, the linebacker's got to get outside right now. They're going to give him 11 on the play. It's first and 10 for Winter Haven. Under a minute to play here in the first quarter. Winter Haven in front, 3 to nothing. Couch, the quarterback, in the shotgun. Hands off Smothers. Smothers chased down from behind and thrown, and he's got him. A pickup of about one on the play. Yeah, you you said he took him down from behind. He came all the way across the field and ran him down. Going to give him a couple on the play, make it second and eight. Stops the clock with 30 seconds to play in the quarter. Now they run the clock. Winter Haven does not have to snap the ball if they don't want to. This quarterback does not have a giant arm. I mean, that ball was in the air a long, long time. And uh, if we just play coverage and play coverage properly, we're going to pick this guy eventually. That's going to be the final play of the first quarter with your score. The Winter Haven Blue Devils 3 and the Bartow Yellow Jackets nothing. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. Hey, it's a cricket budgie pull it here, and we are proud to be sponsors of Yellow Jacket Broadcasting here at WBF. If you're looking for any kind of good use parts, give us a call here at 863-533-0568. That is 863-533-0568. Hello, Barto. This is Joe DeCessory with Citrus Air Conditioners, your hometown air conditioning company. If you're looking to replace your old unit, Citrus Air has many units in stock and offers financing. Call us at 534-1171 or look us up online at citrusairinc.com. Your Bartow Beef O'Brady's in the Bartow Center South is your headquarters for good food and good sports. With something for everyone on the menu, your Bartow Beefs is perfect for the family, an office lunch, or to feed the team after a big win. Beefs, where game time meets family time. Welcome back to Bartow Memorial Stadium. As we get ready to kick off the second quarter, Winter Haven in front, three to nothing. And threatening now, they're uh, they're facing a, a second and seven from the Yellow Jacket 21-yard line. Now going into a little bit of a breeze are the Winter Haven Blue Devil offense. Here's the snap to Couch. He will uh, fake the handoff. He's caught behind the line of scrimmage. And this time Davis is not letting go. He's going to throw him for a one-yard loss. And one thing about Davis, he's carrying that ball very loosely. I mean, you you saw when he got turned around there, he had the ball just out away from his body, not tucked away. It'll be third and nine for Winter Haven. They're going to send three receivers on the far side of the formation. Smothers will be the running back standing right next to the quarterback. Couch. Here's the snap on third down. He wants to throw. He's under some pressure. Now he turns. There's a flag on the play. He's going to scramble across the 20 and knocked out of bounds. Another flag. Golly. That one's going to be a late hit out of bounds. Yes, and it's, it's, I mean, that's just just uncalled for. Well, he had a little bit of help there, too. I mean, he had a Winter Haven uh, guy on his back, and he kind of pushed him, so he was already kind of committed. But I don't think there was no way he could check up on that. Yeah. Well, it's it's gonna they're gonna offset, offset gonna, it. Yeah, personal foul, late hit against Bartow. The holding call against Winter Haven, which Bruce spotted right away. That's gonna be uh, offsetting penalties, and we'll replay third down. Well, you got a chance to get off the field. I 
guess they will go through the formalities of marching ten yards off against. Yeah, they're going to get. They're going to end up getting fifteen uh, five yards out of this. So ten yards one way, and now fifteen the other way. Which going to make still going to be third down. Third down and uh, about four or five. And there goes the 15 yards against Farto. Seemed like a big 15. Yeah, well, it's going to be third and about two. Yeah, exactly. Put the ball down right about the 16-yard line. That's a knucklehead play as we talked about that you just can't be doing. Going to be third and third and a long three here for the Blue Devils at the Yellow Jacket 16-yard line. Winter Haven in front, three to nothing. Winter Haven will send three wide receivers on the right side of the formation. That's the far side of the field. Single receiver here on the near side. Quarterback will drop back in the shotgun. Smothers the running back standing right next to him. Here's the snap. The quarterback, he wants to throw. Couch across the middle, a little slant. Not going to pick up very much. No, uh, he he threw that sidearm like a shortstop would and uh, hit him in stride, but Bartow was right there. Was I don't know if that was Stanley that made the hit, Mike. Yes. Yeah, he, was, he was right on top of him, so that maybe it may have got back to the original line of scrimmage. Yeah, they're going to mark him as losing, uh, losing a couple, so it's fourth down, they're fourth and about this. two. They're gonna so they're going to bring the, the field goal guy on again, Kemp. But with a quarterback holding, you've always got to watch for the fake. Number eight, he's uh, he can run out in a pattern if you're not paying attention. They're going to put the tee down right or the hold right about the 23-yard line. And now timeout. Winter Haven wants to talk about it. Proud to be Bartow's Air Conditioning Company. It is Citrus Air Conditioning. Complete service for your home or office. With such great care, it must be Citrus Air. Call the crew out there, 863-534-1171. Citrus Air Conditioning of Bartow. I think they're going to go for this. You're going to change their mind? Yeah, Bartow has done nothing offensively. And uh, so, at, at the very least, you're going to pin them down on the uh, 15-yard line. Uh, so, why not go for it? Jeff, I'm going to give a shout-out to a good friend of mine, Chuck and Javon Moyer. They're over in Sefner. They're listening to us tonight. Nice to have you on the broadcast, man. Lakeland in front of Lake Gibson, 7 to nothing. I didn't realize you had any friends like that, Andy. I got one or two. They, oh, just a couple? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're showing up tonight and just show me some love, okay? Andy's Mr. Popularity. you got to remember that. <laughs> well, Bruce, That's you were no right. joke. Yeah, Bruce was right. The offense is back on the field. A fourth and three. So they, they, they forego the field goal attempt. Fourth and three for the Blue Devils. So you send them right now, Bruce? Oh, yeah. Here comes the snap. Handoff up the middle. Goes Smothers. The big running back. He's got the first down near the 10-yard line. And this is what I don't understand. I I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to get into Winter Haven's head or anything, but, I mean, until, until you can stop number three powering up the middle, I wouldn't stop running. First and ten for the Blue Devils again. They'll give it to number three. This go. time he stops up the middle. <laughs> right on cue, Bruce. Yeah, they hit him as soon as the ball was handed off. I don't even think you really had that one tucked away and Borto was on top of it. Yeah, and I think that was Williams that came through on a blitz and stood him up, wasn't it, Mike? Uh, let's see. I'll get a number here for you in just a second. 
Because <laughs> Williams was got up on the pile. 88, was it? Was it 88 that came in? Oh, yeah. Martin. Jeremiah Martin. Well, they're going to lose about four on the play. Second and 14 now here for the Winter Haven Blue Devils at the Yellow Jacket 14-yard line. Empty backfield now. Here's the snap. They're going to fake it. He's under a lot of oh. pressure, and he's going down. He is sacked by Murray. Was that Murray? Yeah, that's uh, Murray. That, no, that's uh, Davis. No, that's uh, Davis and um, number 19, Clark. Clark. Roderick Clark coming on the blitz. They didn't even touch him. He was right there. Yeah. And that may be something that Bartow will hit up on. They'll see that. You know, if they can get those ends off in there to that backfield real quick, like it's going to force that quarterback to get rid of the ball a lot sooner and not give him the chance to look around or hand that ball off. Great call, Mike. Great call. Third down at the Yellow Jacket 25-yard line, and, and Bruce got to be out of field goal range now. If they, if they don't, if they don't, don't, if they don't make it here. Here we go, third and a bunch. Here's the snap. Handoff. Smothers up the middle. He goes. Smothers is bottled up. He might get to the 21, but that's about it. Yeah, Quavion Berg got hold of him and just started sitting down, guys. And then about four other jackets came up and and uh, mutilated the pile. Well, they're going to bring on the field goal unit. Kemp with the leg. Let's see what he can do. Well, it's going to be from almost 40 yards. He, he was putting it through there to practice, though. He, he, he's got some leg. He put the tee down at the 29, so a 39-yard field goal attempt into a little bit of a breeze. Bartow, Kemp with a big leg. Got to be careful not to jump. Here's the snap. They put it down. The kick is up. It's got some distance. It looks good. Oh, it's off the upright. Good. A doink off the upright. We like doinks. We like doinks on the other side. Great job by Abarto. It hit the left upright and fell back into the field of play. So that That might be the first doink we've ever called. Yeah, I think you may be right. Felt good. But he had the leg on it. Yeah, it was a solid doink. (laughs) It's still shaking. So uh, 8.08 to play here in the first half. It is Winter Haven 3 and Bartow nothing. The offense now coming back on the field here for the Yellow Jackets, who so far to this point have not really been able to put much uh, much offense on the board. No, the defense is, is keeping them in this football game, no doubt about that. They need to do something so we can rest our defense for a little bit. Exactly. K.J. Valentine, the quarterback, he's going to have a – Two backs in the backfield with him. Now they're going to put Taylor in motion. Here's the snap, oh. and they're going to fake it. A little misdirection. They hand it off, and they're going to get across the 20 to the 21. That's going to be Himes with a carry. Winter Haven is bringing players every play. They're blitzing every play, guys. That was a linebacker coming from the outside, and the running back, was that Glover? Glover. Glover almost ran into him. They did a little trick play where they, he does like – uh, a 180 and comes back to the inside and, and uh, just got over the line of scrimmage. It's going to be second and nine. Here's the snap. Handoff again. Himes looking. Unless Glover check it. Glover, he'll cross the 20 to the 22. Yeah, you see Bartow, like you said, Bruce, uh, they're sending them. They're sending somebody every play. They are. They, they brought at least seven guys that time. They have, they have no respect whatsoever. No. Just after uh, 8 o'clock here on a uh, hot and humid, well, a humid at least, Friday night, you're listening to WWBF Bartow, 78 degrees. Can you feel the breeze on the field, Mike, at all? Not at all. Okay. Well, it's kind of died down. We feel it, Something's coming in the window. At least we got that. 
A big third down play here for the Yellow Jackets. Third and nine. Quarterback Valentine in the shotgun. Oh, Winter Haven jumped. Winter Haven's going to be flagged for offsides. Yeah, I'm sure they worked on that all week, and 56 is going to be in a little bit of trouble here. That's Not enough that, for a first down, but it gets them a whole lot closer. Yeah, you watch film. You see Bartow does that three, four times a game, and it's been very successful, and you watch that, and you are taught to watch the football. Third and four now for the uh, Yellow Jackets. Here's the snap. Valentine wants to throw. Sets up a little screen, gets yeah. it to Himes, but the Winter Haven defense smells that out and they, throws it down for no loss. They really did. They did. They played coverage. They, they played coverage that time. They didn't blitz. They only brought four and was able to get to the quarterback because they let him through, and he just lost it up in the air and uh, for little to no gain. It's going to be fourth and four for the Yellow Jackets, and they're going to retreat into punt formation again. Andy, like you said earlier, they are constantly keeping an eye on uh, that field position. Oh, yeah. Winter Haven's got good field position all night long. And Bartow's defense is not getting a break. And they've held them to three points. Yeah, it won't show up in the first half, but later in the game it'll show up. And Winter Haven's coming again, guys. Here's the snap to Valentine. He gets it away. Oh, it's going to be angled kick. Oh, it went out of bounds. Oh, they're going to get field position yard again. Line. Field position again. Let's see what the referee's going to mark this here at the Barto 45-yard line. 45-yard line. Mm. Man, he had a nice spiral on it, turned it over. If he'd kept it in bounds, that would have been a long one. So Winter Haven again will start this drive in Bartow territory. They've had excellent field position for all their drives tonight. First and 10, Bar- Winter Haven at the Bartow 45-yard line. Winter Haven in front, 3 to nothing. Ah, Coach Peavy is uh, chiming in. Uh, said they, we sent seven players. He said he didn't know I could count that high. <laughs> You're just a comedian. Oh, my goodness. My little one is standing up. She is walking officially. Wow. We saw her her last week at Auburn. My tiny one. That's that's, just standing up now. That's the baby. First and ten for Winter Haven. Couch the quarterback. He's in the shotgun. Takes the snap. Looking, looking. Throws downfield. Double coverage. And it's going to be incomplete. And a flag comes in. Two flags now. Yeah. He, got, he, wasn't even looking he never at the turned ball. around and looked yeah. at the ball. Jihad Brown got beat. Uh, I don't know what coverage they were in, but he should have never. I mean, that guy had, what, uh, two steps on him, and Brown ended up running right into him. And had he been turned around, the ball was so underthrown that that would have been yeah. a pick. Yeah. And that's when, when you get beat, you panic, and you turn, and you just, you're racing. Uh, I, I I don't know what coverage they were in. If if, if they were a man, then, then he just got beaten. He does just have to run to the football. But um, if he's in zone, he should have been backpedaling. He could have made an easy pick. 15-yard pass interference called against the uh, Yellow Jackets. We'll move the ball all the way down to the Bartow 30-yard line. They're in a zero coverage, guys. They're in a full man. Here's the snap. The quarterback, he will hand it off. And this time, Big Bird, or that's going to be Martin. Martin wraps up the ball carrier in the backfield, throws him for a loss. Yeah, he just drilled him. And um, Bartow with no safety help over the top on that play. Lose one yard, make it second and 11 now for the Blue Devils. 
Five minutes left here in the first half. Winter Haven in front, three to nothing. Three wide receivers on the far side of the field for Winter Haven. Here's the snap. Nope, quarterback keeper, he keeps it. He is rocked at the 30-yard line. Davis Davis first get hands on him and uh, held on long enough to allow the other Jackets to get there. And once again, he doesn't go anywhere. Davis getting up slow. Now you now you start to see maybe a little getting a little tired, Andy. As they're really yeah. part of the defense is just playing lights out. This is a good Winter Haven football team. I would like to know what the time of possession is right now because a uh, hundred to one. Yeah. You know, guys, you talk about that timing and everything. I remember earlier in the season when we were down at Golden Gate. I heard one of their head coaches absolutely say exactly what you guys are talking about. Had that game gone any longer, he said there was no way that they could have stayed in, even in touch with Bartow. They were glad that game was over with. Yeah. Wow. And and this this is a situation, and Andy's mentioned it several times already that that Bartow's got got to get a couple of first downs. They got to get some respect. Is what they got to get offensively. The defense certainly has Winter Haven's respect. That's why they're they're trying forty yard field goals and things like that. I bet, I bet you they wish they'd gone for that 20-yard field goal. <laughs> yeah, and, and this may be a situation where it's going to take the defense to win this game. You know, you might need a pick six, something like that. Bartow's going to have a pick before this game is over with. Timeout on the field for the uh, mandatory water break gives us a quick chance. Hope Coach Peavy still tuned in. Oh, Mulberry 27, Tenorock nothing. Wow. I picked Mulberry this week too, Coach. I did too, but it's not going to happen very often. I actually picked the mosquitoes to win, but they're they weren't on paper. They still start with the M. Third, <laughs> third and ten for the Blue Devils at the Yellow Jacket thirty-yard line. Here's the snap. Couch wants to throw. He slings it downfield, and it's going to be intercepted. There it is. There Brown it is. interception at the fifteen-yard line. He's at the 30, 35 and knocked out of bounds just short of the 40-yard line. That time, Brown playing safety, and he backs up. He backpedals like he's supposed to. And then he started to panic, Mike. He started to panic, and then he saw the ball was thrown short, and he came back for the football and got the pick that he should have had a little bit ago. Absolutely, and I think that's what we're seeing. I don't know. I just don't know that this quarterback has the arm to put it down there where he's going to make that receiver able to catch that. You know, yeah. he's going to have to lead that receiver down because Bartow has so much height on their defensive side that you're going to have to make that receiver run to that ball instead of just laying it up for him to catch it. Yeah, and that's why I keep saying if, if they're playing coverage, they're going to they're going to get some picks tonight because he just he even throwing that quick out, he doesn't have a lot on it. Yeah, it doesn't look strong. First and 10 for the Yellow Jackets at their own 40-yard line handoff, and that is going to be Glover, and he's met at the line of scrimmage and rudely thrown back. Yeah, he got about a yard, yard and a half maybe. Yeah, he got about a yard. Yellow Jackets are quickly to the line of scrimmage trying to put a little tempo out here. Jackets with three receivers on the near side of the formation. Oh, Eden loves tempo. Valentine in the shotgun. Glover standing right next to him, and Winterhaven jumps off sides. Big number 14 on the far side of the field. He was coming. He thought Taylor Swift was in the backfield. Uh, oh, my God. That's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life, uh, To all the coverage. And she's going to New York yes. to watch the game this week. She thought they got a lot of coverage last week. 
Second and four here for the Yellow Jackets following the penalty against Winter Haven. Here's the snap. Jet sweep Thomas. Thomas turns the corner, and Thomas first falls down. forward. He's got a first down at midfield. Well, that's a big deal right there. That's a first, first down. That's exactly what Bartow's going to need to get some of that momentum back, just to get something going, just to show them, just prove to themselves that they can put Winter Haven on their heels and they can move the ball against them. Get them to the line of scrimmage quickly. If they can get a score before halftime, this is what you want to do. You want to get those big linemen breathing hard. First and ten for Bartow. The ball right at the 50-yard line. Midfield, there's 322 to play here left in the first half. Winter Haven in front, three to nothing. Bartow will send three receivers on the near side of the formation. Valentine looking to coach Eden on the sideline for the play call. Glover standing right next to him. Here's the snap. They'll fake it to Glover. It's going to be a quarterback keeper, and he oh. the ball's on the ground. Picked up by Winter Haven. Now they're going to call it. that incomplete because yeah. he's got almost like he tried to pass that ball forward. And that's exact good call, Mike. That's exactly what it is. And a great call by the official too. Yeah, we could, we couldn't see it from this angle up here. We just saw it go forward. I, I think what he was looking for there. I think he was looking for that pitch for Turtle on the outside. But I think he got hit, and when he went to pitch, that thing just kind of floated up in the air like it was a forward pass. <laughs> I didn't mention her. It was me. Second and ten here for the Yellow Jackets. The ball at midfield stops the clock with the incomplete pass. Two fifty-one to play in the half. Winter Haven in front, three to nothing. At least the defense is getting a long-needed rest right now. Taylor will split out here on the right side of the formation. Looks like Thomas on the far side. Two running backs in the backfield along with the quarterback, Valentine. Here's the snap. And this is going to actually be a wildcat. This is Williams with the ball, number seven, and he breaks it up to the outside. He's going to pick up about three or four. Yeah, it gets out of bounds. That'll stop the clock. And, and again, he gets positive yardage on this thing. Going to be third down and about seven for Barto. Third and seven. Valentine will check back into the ball game at quarterback. Clock is stopped with 2.44 to play here in the first half. Got Thomas, Smith, and Taylor on the near side as wideouts. Empty backfield. Valentine looks to the side. On the far side, it looks like it's uh, Glover over there along with Butler. And again, empty backfield for the Yellow Jackets. Five receivers in the pattern. And they just barely get off. He bobbles the ball, picks it up. Valentine throws it. He's got his man. Oh, beautiful. First down. Caught it at the 40-yard line, reached up, extended for the catch, and made it. That was beautiful. Yeah, he almost shot-putted that ball, Mike. Yeah, he did. And, that, that, you know, and he made his receiver go up for that thing, which is a dangerous pass on that because you know you sometimes when you go up like that, that receiver is going to take a hit. Well, and that's what you try to tell the receivers. You're going to get hit. Yep. So why not, make the, why not make the catch and take the hit instead of missing it and taking the hit? Exactly. First and 10 for the Yellow Jackets at the Winter Haven 39-yard line. That was a great job by Thomas regardless. Yeah, and, and K.J. being able to pick that ball up off the ground was absolutely amazing there. And have the wherewithal to, to throw it. 
Winter Haven again, antsy on the line of scrimmage. Here's the snap. Again, it's a little wildcat with Williams. He breaks to the other side of the field, and he breaks a tackle. He's got a first down and runs out of bounds across the 25-yard line. That was very smart by Williams. I mean, a lot of people would have tried to cut that back inside. Now, Bartow does have timeouts, but still, you get out of bounds. Bartow's got something going right here. You run in the hurry up. You're not allowing Winter Haven to make any defensive changes. First and 10 for Bartow. They're going to spot him right about the 25-yard line. First and 10. The offense is getting a little rhythm going on right now. And again, the quarterback is Williams. Jaden Williams, he turns to the outside again, tries it again. He's run out of bounds and runs right into the uh, all the bodies on the far side of the field. Yeah, they're all they're in a big caggle at the at the 25-yard 20, line, 30-yard line, and uh, they're all watching the game, and you run into a big pack. Stops the clock with 154 to play in the half. Eden uh, really likes uh, what he's seeing right now, but at this point you're going to have to throw the football. Timeout on the field taken by the Yellow Jackets. They want to discuss this. Gives us a chance to remind you the staff at Lawrence Plumbing. They extend best wishes to the Bartow Yellow Jackets season. Lawrence Plumbing has been serving Poe County for over 50 years. They handle both residential and commercial jobs. Everything from a plug drain to a complete installation. They can handle it all. Uh, Bruce, they do the dirty work. They do the dirty work. We thank you to the Lawrence Plumbing family. Their support of Yellow Jacket football here on WBF. And all the little ones have left the field now, and it just leaves us with our world champion cheerleaders. And... Uh, Boy, those, that's, this is a night a lot of kids won't forget. Uh, the, the, the middle school program or the unlimited program, the 555 boys, uh, all, all the young ladies, uh, they won't forget this. And uh, just really happy everybody got together, uh, Coach Eden also. Second and ten here for the Yellow Jackets. Ooh. They give it to Glover. He's caught in the backfield and thrown for no gain. Yeah, I think Glover kind of wanted a he wanted a flag on that, but he'll take the official helping him up. That that uh, I was wanting a flag on that one. They're going to lose about five on the play, so it's going to be third and fifteen now for the Yellow Jackets. Winter Haven, uh, we'll see if they play coverage like they did on third and long last time, or if they're going to bring the farm. Jackets with three receivers on the far side of the field, empty backfield again for Valentine. You've got safety help inside, so they're going to switch out. I would throw this right down the sideline and let him run under it. Five receivers for the Yellow Jackets, third and 15. Here's the snap. Minute to play in the first half. They're going to get oh. the pass and try to get over to Taylor, oh. and it's incomplete. Yeah, and Taylor saved a touchdown right there because the corner was going for the interception, Mike, and if Taylor doesn't knock that ball down, that's six points going the other way. Yeah, exactly. Stops the clock with 58 seconds remaining in the first half. Winter Haven in front, three to nothing. On a 27-yard field goal by Kemp in the first quarter, early in the first quarter. And we're just a, we're out of Mullis's range. We need about 10 more yards to be in his range. Need 15 for a first down. Well. Winter Haven's playing coverage, so I think if you're going to get anything right now, you want to try to throw it up and let them run under it. If, at the worst, they pick it back in the end zone. 
from the shotgun. Here's Valentine. He wants to throw. He'll scramble out to his right. Looking, looking. Now he's going to tuck and run. And Valentine crosses the 25 to about the 23-yard line. Yeah, that's a good job by Valentine. He gets he gets upfield. It's going to going to leave about 78 yards for uh, Winter Haven to have to go. So Winter Haven will take over on downs with 50 seconds to play in the ball game, or excuse me, in the first half. Yeah, but they got some first downs, and, uh, you know, what Andy's been talking about, that gave the defense a rest. And uh, so if Winter Haven wants to try to do something in 50 seconds, uh, Bartow can get after them. I don't know that you'll see Winter Haven try to do anything. You saw them let the first quarter expire on them. So I don't know that we'll see Winter Haven really go after it with just 50 seconds left on the clock. Winter Haven does have one timeout left here in the first half. Winter Haven, two wide receivers to the left, two wide receivers to the right. They will hand it off to Glanton. Glanton tries to bounce to the outside, and Stanley's got them all wrapped up. Yeah, beautiful job by Stanley. Davis almost had him, and uh, Jihad Brown comes up and, and helps out, finishes off the tackle, but a uh, really good job. Now you just let this clock run, and, and you go into the locker room happy with the just trailing three to nothing and figure out what we're going to do offensively in the second half. We get the ball to start the second half. Winterhaven does not have to snap it if they don't want to. It's 19 seconds and counting. Referees are approaching the ball. 11 seconds, 10 seconds now and counting. It looks like Winterhaven will just take a knee here. And that's exactly what they'll do to wrap up the first half. At the end of the first half, Winter Haven three and Bartow nothing. I tell, I tell you what, um, when this game first started, uh, with what Winter Haven did, it it really looked like Winter Haven might just run off and hide in this football game. But the defense stepped up like our defense does. We I. I I'll take our defense over anybody in the county right now. And they really stepped up. They stopped some big plays. Um, they had a big pick. And, uh, you know, they held Winter Haven to three points, and they gave us a chance. And um, we've got the second half coming up, and it, that's going to be our half. Mike, are you going to be able to run down? No, no we're going to let him go okay. get the team on halftime, and then we'll catch him afterwards. I'm sorry. I was talking too much. That's good. That's no, good. Thank, thank, thank you, Mike. Yes, sir. All righty. At the end of the first half, it is Winter Haven 3 and the uh, Bartow Yellow Jackets. Nothing. Stand by. The SEC report is coming up next. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. Hello, it's Sheriff Grady Judd. I'm here to talk about the 20 Buck Truck. This is the seventh year that the Kelly Automotive Group has donated a truck. Proceeds from this event are given back to the kids. Be sure to go to 20bucktruck.com and get your ticket today. Hi, it's Erin with Evolve Contracting. While there's no shortage of landscape and irrigation companies, you deserve the option that's the best fit for you. At Evolve, we offer 3D imaging and an irrigation program that saves you water, time, and money. Call us at 863-537-7537. Are you crazy for customer service? So are we. Here at Spatulers, we realize that our complete customer satisfaction is essential to our success. With our friendly and knowledgeable staff, you'll feel right at home as soon as you walk through the door. This is more than just a job. It's our love and passion. Come see us. Emily at Spatulers. Welcome back to Bartow Memorial Stadium. We're at halftime. Both bands have just performed and put on excellent shows. Winter Haven in front, three to nothing over the uh, Bartow Yellow Jackets. And uh, in a year of first, 
we need to check in with Mike. Mike is down there with the coach's wife, and we're so happy to have her on the broadcast tonight, Mike. And I don't know why we waited till we get a five and zero in a season where we really find out what's the secret. So we know this is the coach's coach here. So we know who the boss is. So what's one secret that you can tell us about? We don't want to know everything, but what's one secret that coach just won't tell us about? One secret. Um, hmm. He, I don't know. I don't know if it's more so a secret, just something that he does. That's funny. So I would be just cooking dinner, and I look look over at the table, and he's just doing X's and O's, like on a piece of mail that I need or something like that. So he's just really serious about this. It's such a great opportunity for him. We love this town. We love this team, and we love Bartow. Absolutely. And we know, I, I mean, I can say one thing that I've noticed with Coach Eden. I don't know if he does it at home. He wears that pin out on game days. He flips that pin through his hand about a thousand times. Does he have that same click at home? All day. Like, he sleeps with it, believe it or not. Like, he'll wake up and, or, or say, like, we're going to Publix, and then, like, we forget it at home. Like, we have to turn back. Now, I got to ask his mom. I think he's had it since he was young. It's always been, like, a thing since he was young. So it's more of, like, a... Um, energy tick that he has gotcha so there you guys have it i mean we're here with coach eden's wife we're talking to the coach's coach so we know how that works out thanks welcome to bartow hope you enjoy yourself thank you ma'am thank you good stuff mike appreciate that well we hope they uh they make a home out of this place and and want to set some roots that's what we really hope well, before we uh, continue on this, uh, both teams are now made their way on the field. We, we do want, I'm sure a lot of folks have uh, been following social media and got some alerts from the uh, Polk County uh, Sheriff's Office, Polk County Emergency Operations Center, and we just want to add our voice uh, to this as well. Uh, apparently a very tragic situation occurred in Fort Meade uh, earlier this afternoon. The Sheriff's Office is asking for assistance in locating a vehicle in reference to an investigation on Hitchens Road in Fort Meade. So if you live in that area of Fort Meade, please check your cameras in the time frame of 4.45 p.m. looking for a vehicle. A on the four east door, side of town. Yeah. It's the east side of town. A four-door red Chevy Silverado 2015-2018 with a lift kit mud tires, and factory aluminum rims. If you have any information about this vehicle, please contact the sheriff's office, 863-401-2226. And that's, again, east side of Fort Meade, the Hitchens Road area, around 445. If you have cameras that are in this area, please check them and contact the sheriff's office. Uh, Apparently a very tragic situation, a youngster... Uh, involved in a uh, in a traffic accident there, a yeah. hit and run. Yeah, and, and the thing about it is they're going to find them. And it's better if they turn themselves in. Yes, it, it nothing good can come of this. But uh, if if they find them, it's going to be a lot worse on them. So if, 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 if you... I know a lot of folks have seen that on social media. Turn yourself in. So uh, we wanted to add our voice uh, to, the, uh, to the search for any answers. Sheriff Jared will not rest until that person is found. You betcha. Here's the second half kickoff to Mulberry taken by Taylor. Taylor looking for some running room. Cuts back, cuts right. Now he's running out of room. He's going to be brought down inside the 15-yard line. Yeah, he went. He, he ran about 40 yards to get about three. So Bartow will take the opening possession here of the second half and start at their own 15-yard line. 
Mike, the Fort Meade Miners all over Indian Rocks tonight, 41-14. to 14. Oh, goodness. Oh. That game is deep in the third quarter. It might even be in the fourth by now. 41-14. to 14. Miners on their way to 5-0. and 0. Yeah. They are... They have proved me wrong a couple of times this year, and, and uh, I'm, I'm happy for uh, Cornelius and, and that whole football team. All righty, let's see what kind of second-half adjustments the Yellow Jackets have made. First and 10 from their own 15-yard line. K.J. Valentine will start with Himes. Now Himes will split out to the near side. He'll empty the backfield. Five receivers in the pattern for Bartow. Valentine looks over the defense. Calls the signals. Here's the snap. Valentine looking, looking. Now he's going to scramble to his right, looking downfield, still with the ball, and he's going to be brought down for a Just, loss. Yeah, he he had um, uh, Himes crossing, uh, going across the field. He was wide open, but he's he's running to his right. Valentine's running to his right, and and Himes is behind him. You know, he's downfield, but behind him, he's looking. And he couldn't see him. If he could, he could have he could have launched that ball. But uh, when you're running for your life like that, you're you're only look, able to look in certain situations, certain spots. They're going to lose about six on the play. Make it uh, second and sixteen here for the Yellow Jackets. Ball backed up all the way to their own ten yard line. Not the way they wanted to start out the second half. Valentine in the shotgun. Here's the snap, handoff, and that is going to be balls on the ground. Picked up by Valentine very alertly. He's going to lose about five on the play, but wow. Yeah, they just popped it out, and it just went backwards, like you said, inside the five-yard line. And luckily, K.J. was still standing there on top of it. Yeah, and I'm sure they got a good talking to at halftime, but um, this is certainly not the way you want to start. They've, they've got to take a deep breath, and they got to get a hold of themselves right now. The game is not over. There's Still a whole lot of football to play. Try to get some positive yardage here and, and punt the football. Third and about 20 for the Yellow Jackets. The ball at their own five-yard line. Just underway here in the third quarter. Winter Haven in front, three to nothing. Barto will empty out the backfield. Valentine standing at the goal line. Put one man in motion. They're going to give it to that on a jet sweep. He drops the ball at the one. There's a scramble for the ball at the one-yard line. They're saying Winter Haven has it. And they, they do. do. My goodness. This is Winter not. Haven recovers on the jet sweep. They fumbled the ball, and Winter Haven recovers at the one. Yeah, we really didn't want to see that. And, and, I, and I understand uh, Coach Eden is trying to get there ounce he, he possibly can and if they execute that they may get some positive yardage but they've already you know those that was three busted plays and um, unfortunately the last one came back to bite them and, and really puts the, the defense in a very very tough situation right here the defense stood proud in that first half yeah. they, they eliminated a lot of opportunities oh, for Winter Haven kept them, kept marching in the ball game but this might be a little tough yeah, this is a, they did a marvelous job but this is going to be very very uh, tough first and goal for the Winter Haven Blue Devils at the one yard line not that they can't do it I mean you look at the beef on that for, uh, that front yeah they got uh, a power eye in too a lot of muscle in there now they go up under center and it's going to be a quarterback sneak, and there's going to be yeah, flags on the play. This is uh, going to get to Winter Haven. Yeah. Yeah, too many people moving. 
illegal procedure against Winter Haven. Mike saw a lot of folks moving. We, yeah. We did as well. Yeah, if it wasn't going to be illegal procedure, it was going to be illegal shift because you had two people moving at the same time. And uh, you got to be set for a full second. Well, to back him up to the six-yard line where it's first and goal from the six for Winter Haven. See what they try here. Two receivers on the far side of the field. Coach in the uh, shotgun. He'll hand it. Smothers up the middle. He goes, and he runs right into Williams and another big jacket. And they're going to be thrown for a loss. Stanley up there pumping the crowd up. Stanley and this whole defensive, this whole defenses are just beasts. I don't know how they can put the ball back at the at the five yard line because he was stopped in the backfield. I mean, when you tackle him in the backfield, that's a loss, correct? Yeah, exactly, and should be. Williams coming from that safety spot too. He he's getting him some too. They placed the ball back just shy of the five yard line. Now, if they play back a little bit, they can get they can pick this ball. Second and goal for Winter Haven. Here's the snap. Coach wants to throw. He's under some pressure across the middle, and it's going to be. That's a bounce. That bounce, guys. That hit the ground. Oh, my goodness. They're calling it a touchdown. Hampton was going for the pick. He should have had the pick. And if Mike, Mike's standing right yeah, there. I, if he says I, it hit the ground, it listen, hit the ground. Yeah, he didn't have that thing when he hit the ground. Wow. And he rolled up on it. And just. That was uh, that was a really good job by Hampton. I'm not getting on to Hampton at all. I mean, he rode that coverage, and the ball just went. went did it go right through his hands, Mike? Yeah. Yeah, he'll be kicking himself, but he doesn't need to on that. That that was great hustle. A five-yard touchdown pass, and that brings on the extra point team for the Winter Haven Blue Devils. They're up nine to nothing now over Barto. Quarterback uh, Couch will come in and hold for the place kicker, Kemp. And there's all kind of movement on the line of scrimmage here. And <laughs> Winter Haven Blue Devil falls backwards. Well, I always say if you're going to jump offside, go ahead and get you a little bit while you're doing it. Might as well. They may go for two here, but there's really no need. They're taking on the kickoff. Now they're going to move it forward. They're going to move it forward, and uh, we'll reset the uh, extra point try here from the nine-yard line now. Makes no sense. 9.06 here in the third quarter. Winter Haven looking to go up uh, 10 to nothing, and that's good. Clark almost got it. Now the, the first thing Eden needs to do is he needs to talk to the boys, keep them settled. It's only 10 points. Yeah, the Yellow Jackets are capable of putting points on the board. Yeah, I mean, we you look right there. We we almost had the had the pick. Now, almost and a and a dollar will get you a cup of coffee, but um, it is what it is. But the defense is playing fantastic. They were pinned down on the one yard line. Now, the offense just needs to regroup and play Barto football. Let's run the football and then play action and throw the football down the field. Mike, we noticed one of the referees came over and had a long conversation with one of the jacket assistant coaches. 
Yeah, there was uh, there was just some discussion about some sideline stuff down here. That something got said. You know, a couple of weeks ago we had the same situation. Something got said on the sideline, and the official just automatically threw the flag. Well, this official didn't throw the flag. Wasn't going to penalize the team for something that happened on the sideline that you know the team actually had no control over. So I applaud him for that. But he did get it straight. Gotcha. Good. Here's the kickoff from the Winter Haven Blue Devils. It's going to be a low squib kick, and it's going to be picked up by Williams at the 20-yard line. He's at the 25, turns up the sideline, and knocked out of bounds just shy of the 30. Murray with a pretty good block, uh, and Barto now will start out in some pretty good field position. They're going to put it down at the 29. So Barto first and 10 from their own 29-yard line, trailing in the ball game 10 to nothing to the Winter Haven Blue Devils. Halftime score, George Jenkins, nine, Kathleen, nothing. Man, Kathleen. Come on, Kathleen. Oh, my goodness. How low have you sunk? Zephyr Hills Christian, 27, Victory Christian, 13. We'll update the Lakeland score for you after this first down play. First end, there's movement on the line of scrimmage. Composure. Composure. Bartow, Bartow, offsides. Lakeland 21, George, I mean, uh, Lakeland 21, Lake Gibson nothing. Wow. Mm. Lake Gibson, how low can you go? First and 15. They need to turn that around. 0 and 5. <laughs> First and 15 for the Yellow Jackets. Three receivers left, two to the right, empty backfield. Valentine looks to the line of scrimmage. That doesn't look like Valentine. It's not. It's 13, and that is Turner, Amari Turner. Well, he's 0 for 2. With two picks. Here's the snap. And the ball is incomplete. Dropped. Try to connect with Smith. Threw a good pass. Should have been caught. Yeah, he hit him in the chest with it. All right, Bruce, you ready for another amazing score tonight? Uh, probably not. Haines City, 18. Ridge, nothing. Okay. I'll take that one. And Lake Wales. Here's the probably the biggest surprise of the night. Lake Wales, 13. Davenport, nothing. How is that a surprise? Yeah, How low like has Lake Wells sunk? Oh, that's right. Y'all said that one was going to be a run o'clock second, half, second, uh, second quarter. quarter, right? Yeah. yeah. Should be. Second strings playing. Second and 15 for the Yellow Jackets at their own 25-yard line. Put one man in motion. That is Thomas. Here's the snap. A Turner will hand it off to Himes. He tried to break it to the outside, and he's cut down and brought yeah. down by big number two, Carlos Mitchell. Got maybe a yard. I was trying to scan the sideline and see if I could see Valentine, number 15, if he's out for an injury or is coach just trying to turn her out for some uh, variety to change things up. It could be a, a, a lot of things. All right, here we go, third and 15. For the Yellow Jackets, Turner calls with the ball, goes through his legs, it's on the ground, he picks it up, and he's going to be brought down and thrown down back at the 10-yard line. Oh, this Bartow offense just cannot get it clicking tonight. It's just, I don't know what's going on with them. They're just not together. Winter Haven is, is getting penetration so quickly that, that it's it's just throwing them off just just that half a step, Mike. And, and uh, number eight, the defensive end, uh he is like our number nine. He's both big and has that speed uh, to get around the edge. And uh, he's, in, he's in the quarterback's face before they can move. And if you're looking at him you're not watching the snap, you got problems. And look who's punting. 
So Valentine must be hurt. That is Mullis, our place kicker, who is back in punt formation here for the Yellow Jackets. We know he's got a leg. First time this year he's uh, handled the punting duties for the Yellow Jackets. And Bruce, if you're Mullis, the first thing is just secure the ball. Yeah. All righty, here we go. And if you knew you were going to be... Here's the snap. He's got it. Kick is away. It looks like it might have been Locked. partially blocked, and it's going to run what down. What are you doing? It's oh. all right. Taylor stopped it at the... Yeah, it was only going to go about another three yards, four yards. It was headed out of bounds. So everybody's just a little discombobulated right now. And, and uh, Mullis, he, he, I think he might have kicked that off his toe. Uh, you got to believe he's super nervous because uh, uh, it's the first time he's been back there. Now, what he needs to do is go get that long snapper and see if he'll work with him a little bit on the sideline and catch some snaps and get a little used to it. And add to that, he's kicking from his own goal line. Yeah, I mean, that was a lot of pressure. Yeah. First and ten for the Winter Haven Blue Devils at the Yellow Jacket 38-yard line. Three receivers on the far side of the field. Here's the snap to Couch. He's going to hand it off, and there goes. Uh, that's going to be number seven up the middle there, Glanton. Glanton with the guard yardage up to the 36. It'll be second down and eight. Okay. Clock runs at seven minutes to play in the third quarter. I'm trying to figure out what kind of coverage Bartow's in right now because Murray looked really confused on that last play with the trips to that side. Same formation. Three receivers on the far side of the field. Couch calls for the ball. He's looking that way. He wants to throw. He does, and it's caught. And that is going to be number four with the reception. He tries to turn it upfield. He's actually going to go backwards. That's, That's Ford. Yeah, Murray makes a good play as he actually got blocked in the back. They should have thrown a flag there, but um, they don't. Timeout on the field for the mandatory water break. We'll take one as well. Winter Haven 10, Bartow nothing. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. Locally owned and operated. We are FM 102.9 and AM 1130. WWBF Bartow. When you drive by Bartow Ford, you see a huge lot. But what you might not know is we have over 72 service bays and can customize your truck with lift, wheels, and tires. At Bartow Ford, we have you covered. Bartow Ford, we're different, and we prove it. Today's broadcast is presented in part by Pallet One, now seeking employees, offering competitive pay, great benefits, and a safety-first environment. Join Pallet One for a stable, long-term career as part of a fast-paced, dedicated team. Pallet One is an equal opportunity employer. You've heard the expression, try it before you buy it, right? Well, at Keith's Spray Service, they won't ask you to sign a long-term contract because they're confident that you'll want them to keep coming back to care for your delicate ornamentals and lawn treatment. Keith's Spray Service, for over 50 years. Welcome back to Bartow Memorial Stadium. Winter Haven in front, 10 to nothing. Six minutes left here in the third quarter. Winter Haven with the ball and a third and nine from the Jacket 37. They want to hand it off. Oh, They're looking up the middle mask. for Glanton, and Glanton's going to be stopped at the line of scrimmage. Woo, we got away with that one. I don't think he really got a hold of that. He had him on the helmet, not actually by the face mask. Okay. It was close, so uh, we like. Um, lose two on the play. Yeah, that's one of the great things of. M- m- 
many things of Mike being down on the sideline. He has such a good angle at some of that stuff. Well, when I saw the head turn like that, I immediately looked at the officials, and both of them had their hands on their head yeah. to indicate that that was uh, just on the helmet. Fourth and 11 here for the Blue Devils. Here's the snap, and he's going to do a quick kick. Roll, 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 roll. Good job. And it rolled right into the end zone, so... Yeah, that's a great play. You know, we talked about uh, Barto should have done, you know, maybe doing, not should have, but maybe doing that last week on a a third and 30-something they had, do a little quick kick and... uh, Quarterback did a good job. But he this, did a really it was, good job. And it was it was maybe five yards from being perfect. Yep. He was just too strong for his own good. Mulberry now up forty-seven to nothing over Tenor Rock. Fort Meade forty-one, Indian Rocks Christian twenty-one, and Auburndale over Lake Region fourteen to nothing. And we gave you the Jenkins, nine. George Jenkins, nine. Kathleen, nothing there over at uh, Kathleen High School in that one. I bet Kathleen has lost players since we played them. I bet they're down to 20 players. First and 10 for the Bartow Yellow Jackets. Quarterback Amari Turner wears number 13. He has an empty backfield. Now one man will go in motion. They'll give it to him. Now it's going to be a little reverse. They'll try to get it to a rabbit. Galva. Galva with the ball. He turns the corner. Galva with some speed. Knocked out of bounds on the far side of the field. But they're going to get a procedure call, guys. Had too many people moving. Yeah, you, you, you can't have two people moving at one time. A really good play call. And we had what we needed, but unfortunately, uh, illegal shift. Well, they'll march off five against the Yellow Jackets. Make it first and, fi- first and 15. And unfortunately, uh, every every time we've had the ball this half, we've had some kind of penalty that puts us behind the chain. So number 13, Amari Turner, the junior quarterback, leading the Jackets back out onto the field. Himes and Williams in the backfield standing right next to the quarterback, Turner. Single receiver to the left, single receiver to the right. First and 15 for Bartow. Here's the snap. It's low. They pick it up, and they give it to Williams. Williams is spun around and thrown down at the 10-yard line. Yeah, he almost was able to keep his footing, and if he did, and here comes a flag. Yeah. It's going to be against Bartow. He got upset, spiked the ball into the ground, and it's going to be coming back. He did that last week, too, didn't he? Can't remember. He... Somebody got a penalty for spiking the football. And they got to quit making these mistakes. I mean, this just puts us back inside the five-yard line. Or right at the five-yard line. They will. 47-21 now, Fort Meade in front. Things are rolling for the Miners. It's going to be second and forever. For the Yellow Jackets, there are balls at the five. They need to get it out to the 30, so we'll call it 25. Second and 25 for Bartow. Turner's your quarterback. Three receivers on the far side of the field for Bartow. Here's the snap. Turner's got it. Looking downfield, he throws it up, looking for Galva. And Galva becomes a defensive player, but it's going to be intercepted. 
Now that and he threw the flag. And there he goes. And uh, the winter Haven player spiked the ball on the ground, and he's going to get charged. And you know what? That's not the worst play in the world. No, that puts them back on their side. Of, let's see. Where'd they go that? For the 50? Yeah, uh, he threw it at the 45. Um, I think the ball is it's, it's only going to be a delay a game. They're not going to get him with unsportsmanlike, which is the same thing they called against Bartow, delay a game. So that'll put it about the 48. Yeah. Bartow's 48-yard line. And that jacket defense, which has been stout tonight. They gave up one touchdown, but that was a first and goal at the one. Yeah, and Bartow's in a position they haven't been in this year, and they've really got to keep their heads together. The defense has done such a a wonderful job. Now the offense needs to, to, to kind of bite down on their mouth gear. First and 10 for Winter Haven at the Yellow Jacket 48-yard line. Jackets showing some pressure. Here they come, and they want to pass. Couch is under some pressure. He, he retreats. He's running. He's going to be chased down. There's a flag on the play, and he just slinged it to the sideline. Yeah, he was trying to get a pass off, but that got, he got hit from behind by number seven there. If he slung it, that's going to be intentional grounding. Yeah, he, he, uh, he's cramping, too. I think that's uh, Williams. He's cramping. This is going to be a looks like a holding call against the Winter Haven Blue Devils. Williams gets up. Really like the Winter Haven uh, staff came out to to his. Oh, aid. they're calling against Bartow for what? Hands to the face, declined. They said. Why would they decline? That? Why would they decline it? Yeah. They're going to put the ball back at the forty-eight yard line. It's second and ten. in first. Unless the foul occurred at the... I No, I don't... All right, it's first and ten at the 48, the original line of scrimmage for Winter Haven. But they declined it. It should be second down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and why would they decline it? Man, I'm just... I'm befuddled. I am, too. Uh, here we go. I, I first and ten. Here's the snap. Couch has got it. Sets up a screen across the middle. The pass is complete. Out a nice play by the Jackets oh. defense. Oh, and not only that, guys, if you see that pass, the way it was set up, I mean, they had their tight end coming across that was just fixing to eat somebody alive. And he missed him. Yes, he did. And uh, what a great play. Uh, Hampton tied him up. Hampton tied him up. And and then Clark comes over and just decleats him. Oh, yeah, that was pretty. <laughs> they do pick up about three yards on the play, so it's going to be second and seven here for Winter Haven. The ball just short of the Yellow Jacket 45-yard line. He paid for this Here's the yards. snap. They're going to hand it to Smothers. Smothers tries to turn the outside. Oh, great Stanley's job, there. Man. Stanley brings him down and invites all his friends over, too. Stanley's just a beast tonight, guys. This defense is just yeah. doing fabulous tonight. The defensive line gets all the credit in the world because they are uh, the best defensive line we have ever had That since I've been coaching or calling games. But uh, this set of linebackers is really coming into their own, and Stanley is just hes just chewing them up tonight and spitting them out. Stanley and Clark are the linebackers, the front four, Davis, Bruce, Bird, and Martin. For the Yellow Jackets. Now it's a third and eight here for Winter Haven. And they're going to be coming again. 
Jackets crowding that defensive line of scrimmage. Here's the snap. They want to throw, and they do across the middle. The pass is complete. He breaks one tackle. He turns up field. He's at the 40, 35. He's going to have a first down for Winter Haven. Yeah, Clark is really upset at himself. He he did miss the tackle, but you know you you gonna that's going to happen. You, you can't get down. He done a fantastic job. Just come back and get him next time. Completed pass gets the Winter Haven Blue Devils to the 35 yard line of Bartow. First and ten. Clark's going to get a little rest right now. He needs to drink some water. First and ten for Winter Haven. Couch in the uh, shotgun. Two receivers on the uh, left side. Here's the snap. They're going to fake it. Quarterback keeper up the middle. He goes, runs right into Davis and Bruce (laughs) to bring him down. I think Davis kind of took the brunt of that blow because when his head lowered, it got him right in the stomach, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, But he didn't let him go, and then Bruce finished him off. Yeah, you see there's a lot of... A lot of talking going on on the uh, line there right now. Winter Haven's having to pull one of their guys back. Well, we don't want it to get out of hand by any means, but this this defense is, is really frustrating Winter Haven right now. It's going to be second and ten here for the Blue Devils at the Bartow 35-yard line. Two receivers on the uh, left side, and they want to throw. He's under pressure again. He backpedals, and he's going to be blocked. Oh, what a big loss. That's Williams. Williams and Davis bring him down at the 45. That's got to be a 25-yard loss. Yeah. He got hold of him, guys, and it looked like he was going to spin out, and Williams refused to let him go. What a fantastic job by the safety. The defense again stands tall. And they're going to spot this all the way back at the Winter Haven 47-yard line. It's third down, and help me with the math, Bruce, about 35. Yeah. Wow. Galva comes back in the corner. Couch in the shotgun. Here's the snap. Handoff. He he fell down. He lost some more yardage. He slipped, Andy, right there at the 42-yard line. It's going to be fourth down. What a great job by this defense. Yeah, and not that our defense needs picking up, but this is definitely giving them that just an edge that they really need. You know, I can't say they really need, but this is just giving them that edge that they've been wanting to see. And they're exhausted, guys. Sure. They are really exhausted. And they haven't given up, though. No. This defense is, is They're letting them know they're here. They're incredible. So it's fourth down, fourth and about 46, and that's the last play of the third quarter. So we'll wait to start the fourth quarter to uh, get the punt. Big shout-out to our uh, our girl, Coral James. She's got us tuned in tonight. She's out there in on the west part of the... She is living the life out there. Yep. She, she So many pictures. She's living in a beautiful area, and... She she just uh, I'm so happy for her. Absolutely good to hear from you, Miss Coral. We wish, miss you. Wish we had some better scores for you, but uh, right now at the uh, end of the third quarter, it is Winter Haven ten and Bartow nothing. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. 
For over 50 years, Keith Spray Service has been serving Polk County with specialized treatment of delicate ornamentals, including rose bushes. Want to learn more about the treatments of ornamentals as well as expert lawn care? Call Keith Spray Service. In today's complicated financial world, it's nice to know that Steve Wright & Company is there, helping you utilize your resources more effectively as you work toward your financial goals from tax returns to retirement plans and all the stops in between. Rely on Steve Wright & Company on Avenue H in Winter Haven. If you're looking for good food and good family time, look no farther than Beef O'Brady's in the Bartow Center South. Your Bartow Beefs is perfect for lunch or dinner for the whole family or whole team. Your Bartow Beefs, where game time meets family time. Here's the fourth down, fourth and 46. The punt is away by Kemp, and it's going to get away from everybody. Bartow clears out because they've got excellent field position. It's going to be spotted at the 27-yard line. So yeah. Bartow was able to flip the field thanks to that wonderful defensive stand again. Yeah, let's maybe run a, just a straight dive, put a fullback in front of him, and see if, nope, we're going to go spread. Turner, the quarterback. Three wide receivers on the far side of the field. That's the left side of the formation. Two on the near side. Turner all alone in the backfield. Turner checks the sideline for the play call. Now they're going to shift things up. Going to whisper something to Thomas over there. Whispered in his ear. Across the middle, guys. And here's the snap on first down. Amari Turner wants to throw. He does. Oh. Looks like he had a receiver there a minute. That was uh, Glover. Yeah. And, Incomplete. And that was a really good job by uh, Turner, Turner, the quarterback, Turner. He, he kept his eyes downfield. Uh, when, he was, when he was scrambling, he kept his eyes downfield. And, and that's hard to teach because when you got big number 55 chasing you, it's really hard not to just, you know, tuck your head and run. And he almost got the pass across his body for a completion. Just underthrew it just a little bit. Going to be second and ten. We're in the fourth quarter now, just underway. Bartow trails ten to nothing. Murray has not moved off the bench, so we don't know. We hope he's okay. Turner in the shotgun. Here's the snap. He wants to throw. He does across the middle. Oh, in and out of the hands of Thomas. Trying to run before secure. Yeah, and that's twice Thomas has dropped one of his passes. But, uh, again, a beautiful job by Turner. Turner, as he he threw the ball right in stride. Going to be third and ten here for the Yellow Jackets. The incompletion stops the clock with 11.43 to play in the ball game. And this cast just snake bet. I mean, his first two passes of the year were picks. One of them was a pick six, uh, and now you throw him into this fray against this defense, and now they've only got a three-man front. So they're just daring Bartow to run the football. Third and ten for the Yellow Jackets at their own 25-yard line. Here's the snap. Sir Turner is going to be wrapped up in the backfield and thrown down for a loss. Yeah, and, and, and he loses that, that, was, that was a miscommunication right there because – uh, Winter Haven did bring the blitz from the linebacker, but that's still only four men they were rushing, and one guy came right through untouched, Mike. That means two guys 
were on, missed an assignment and left one guy wide open. Yeah, exactly, and he had nowhere to go with that one. That man coming untouched, he was in his face before he could do anything about it. Now it's going to be fourth down, and Bartow will have to go back in punt formation. Here comes Kaysan Mullis. Mullis a little late putting on the helmet. Now he needs to get a little further back than than 10 yards. I'd rather see him about 12, 13. Now Now he's back a little better. His second punt of the year. One step and punt. Now he keeps coming forward. He's about just just over 10, isn't he? Yeah. Here's the snap. He's got it. Here goes the kick, and it's blocked. The kick is blocked. And Winterhaven will scoop it up at the 15-yard line. Yeah. I mean, he just, when you're at the 10-yard line, you have got to kick it with zero hesitation. And, and once again, he's being thrown into the fire. And um, it's it's ex- experience. Next time he'll remember to stay 12, 13 yards back. He's a tall guy. Yeah. So if if that's Valentine, that might have been a little bit high for Valentine. So it's this. Everybody's in a learning process right now, and now we got to see what we're made of and not lose composure. How many times can this Yellow Jacket defense? Rise up to the task. They're facing again on a very short field for Winter Haven. First and 10 at the Yellow Jacket 15-yard line. They got their hands on their hips. They're tired, guys. 10-33 to play in the ball game. Winter Haven in front, 10 to nothing. Quarterback is Couch. He looks for the ball. He's going to hand off to Smothers. Up the middle he goes, wrapped up initially by Davis, and he's going to get about two on the play. Yeah, Stanley gave him the... (coughs) Stanley gave him the what for... <clears throat> and Bartow's got to keep their composure. Well, I, I tell you guys, after watching some of this, Winter Haven's been, uh, they've been taught well on their theatricals, though. <laughs> I mean, because they're, I mean, you see them getting up from a pile, and all of a sudden you see them flail their hands up, and they go back four or five yards, and I didn't see anybody push on him that time. Timeout taken. No, no, they're, they rescind the timeout. They're just resetting the ball. So, well, Winter Haven's going to the sideline. Sure are. <clears throat> the referee's trying to get him back on the field. Now Winter Haven does call a timeout. So it will be a timeout. At Citizens Bank and Trust, they take great pride in being Poe County's bank and understand the responsibility that comes with it each and every day. Citizens Bank and Trust since 1920. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. We talked about our good friend and uh, Miss Coral. Talk about that. Yeah, gorgeous. She sends, she sends the best pictures of the sunset out there in the west. It looks fabulous. We uh, want to give a quick scoreboard update, see if we have any update on the score, especially that Lakeland score, because next week the Bartow Yellow Jackets will travel over to Bryan Stadium to take on the Lakeland Dreadnoughts. It's going to be a Thursday game next week. So set your calendars, October the 5th, Thursday, kickoff is 7.30 over at Bryan Stadium when Bartow visits Lakeland. And it's still Lakeland 21 and Lake Gibson 0. Coach Peavy giving us a shout-out, and we appreciate that, Coach. All righty, here we go. Second and nine for Winter Haven. Ball, ball spotted at the... Barto, 13-yard line. 
Kalsh in the shotgun. Handoff again to Smothers. Up the middle he goes. Smothers dragging players with him. He gets maybe to the 10, Mike. Yeah, he's going to get just almost to the 10-yard line, guys. And Winter Haven number 50 is kind of dragging himself. He hurt his shoulder, looks like to me. He's kind of dragging his shoulder. left in the ball game. The band and the cheerleaders encouraging on the team and the crowd. Parto needs yet another big defensive stand right here. Third and six. Here's the snap. Couch under some pressure. He steps up into the pocket and Uh, brought down with a nice tackle. Big number 52. That's Bruce. Mike on Bruce with a big tackle. I think every, every lineman has a sack tonight. Just incredible job by this defense. Yeah, and if, if Bruce hadn't got him there, he was he was open for at least six, seven yards. It'll bring up fourth down, and that's going to bring on the punting unit here for the Blue Devils. Maybe he can doink it again. It's going to be a 31-yard, or they're going to put it about the 21-yard line. 31-yard field goal attempt for Kemp. Here's the snap, the hold, and the kick is up. And it is good. Good. 8.23 to play in the ballgame. Winter Haven extends their lead. It is now 13 to nothing over the Bartow Yellow Jackets. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. Hi, it's Erin with Evolve Contracting. While there's no shortage of landscape and irrigation companies, you deserve the option that's the best fit for you. At Evolve, we offer 3D imaging and an irrigation program that saves you water, time, and money. Visit us at evolveyourlawn.com. Once again, Craig, a budget you pull the bar to on their inventory. But uh, most of our vehicles are around uh, uh, from the early 90s to the uh, the mid-2010s, you know, 2008, 9, 10, that area. The part you need when you need it. Budget you pull it, Highway 60 East, Bartow. Today's broadcast is sponsored in part by the Witten McLean Funeral Home of Bartow since 1925 and the McLean Funeral Home of Fort Meade. They're family-owned and are committed to providing personal service with the concept of our family serving yours. Welcome back to Bartow Memorial Stadium along with Mike Ayers, Bruce and Andy Edmond. I'm Jeff Thornburg. We're... uh, in a dogfight tonight in a district contest, here's the kickoff as Bartow trails 13 to nothing, and the Yellow Jackets will take the kick at the five-yard line, run it back to about the 15-yard line. So yeah, Galvin where... never could get his footing. He, he His feet slid out from under him right when he caught the ball, and, and he has got on bad cleats or something because he never got any footing whatsoever, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. You saw him. He's already backpedaling whenever he was trying to catch that thing, and then when he just planted to try to take off, he just lost it. That's, you know, we, we did have the rain earlier in the day, but, you know, I guess it happens. Yeah, not everybody else is slipping all around the way the way he was just there. Right. Yellow Jacket offense back onto the field. First and 10 from their own 14-yard line. Quarterback is Amari Turner. Where's number 13? Twins left, twins right. Turner calls for the ball. Empty backfield. Looking downfield. So there's a slant across the middle. Incomplete. Out of the hands of Haskins. T.J. Haskins, number yeah. 21. Perfect pass again. He's hit three or four of them right in the hands. Yeah, that one got on him a little quick. But still, if it hits your hands, you got to make that catch. Yeah. <laughs> 
Second and ten here now for Bartow. Clock stops at 8.13 to play in the ballgame. Bartow will send two receivers to the left, two receivers uh, to the right. Again, empty backfield there for Turner, the quarterback. Here's the snap. Turner looking, looking, throws downfield and overthrows. Tried to get a hold of Galva, streaking down the sideline and just over his finger. Yeah, I I think that ball got away from him a little bit. Uh, I think he was looking to hit Galva on the streak. uh, It's a seven round. It's what we all would line up and say, run a fly straight down the field. But he threw it a little more inside the number instead of throwing it down towards the sideline, and Galva couldn't get to it. So now it'll be third and ten for the Yellow Jackets at their own 14-yard line. 8.08 to play in the ballgame. Jackets Jackets trail 13 to nothing. Now they're going to rush at least four and probably five. Again, empty backfield for the Yellow Jackets. Here's the snap. And Turner breaks it out to the side. Looks downfield, throws, pass is complete. He's got a first down at the 30-yard line, and he's hammered at the 35. That's Butler, Corey Butler on the reception. Yeah, uh, that was pretty. Was that Butler or Walker? 18. Let's say B.J. Walker, yes, 18. Yeah, and, and he did a really good job because he saw the guy coming from behind. If he doesn't, he may lose that football. First and 10 for the Yellow Jackets. At their own 36-yard line. Again, empty backfield for Turner. Takes the snap. Turner breaks one tackle. There's a helmet come off one player. The play continues, and Turner is brought down near the 45-yard line. Great job by Turner. And i got to tell you something, guys. You don't lose your helmet, and it roll 20 yards down the field if somebody doesn't grab it off your head. Exactly. And no flag, no nothing. And Bruce had to go all the way back to the 10-yard line to get his helmet. Something's up there. I, I appreciate the officials, you know, keeping the flags in their pocket, but some of them, sometimes you got to throw it. And this quarterback, uh, Turner, is doing a fantastic job right now. It's going to be second and one for the Yellow Jackets at their own 45-yard line. Again, Turner will empty the backfield. Three receivers in the pattern. Seven minutes left in the ballgame. They're blitzing. Here's the snap. A little low. Turner's got it. Under some pressure. Turner up the middle. Oh, oh that's a hole. There it comes. Yeah, that's pretty. They Look tried it. to get Smith over the middle. They grabbed him and stopped him in his tracks. And uh, that should be a 15-yarder, guys. And a first down. In basketball, that would be an intentional foul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would. Yeah, you would uh, get a, a flagrant, and they, you'd get a free throw out of it. Fifteen-yard penalty marched off against the winner, Avon Blue Devils, and a first down for Bartow. Seeing some life out of the offense. Yeah, now. and the, it's only a two-score game, guys. If Bartow can get it in the end zone, they can still play defense and get the ball back. Now the defense is getting the ball back for him. Turner with an empty backfield. 
Three receivers here, or five receivers. Here's the snap. Turner under some pressure. He'll scramble out to his left. He's got a lot of daylight, and finally he's going to be caught down, and a flag comes in. Yeah, and, and Turner's got to learn two things. Number one, he's got to tuck that football. When he decides to run, he's got to tuck that football, and also he needs to put it in the other arm. He was running with the football on his inside arm, and he got hit hard, and he's got a shoulder issue right now, guys. He tried to run off the field, and now he takes a knee at the 45-yard line. The flag is against Winter Haven. They're marching that penalty off. It's going to be a Bartow first down at the 29, but more concern now is Turner. Yeah, and he may have a separated shoulder because when when he turned that corner, he's running to his left, so he's turning up right. He's got the ball in his right hand, and the linebacker's coming and hits him right on that shoulder where the ball is. Lucky the ball didn't get popped out. But he, there's, he should if, if he would have put it in his left arm and kept his angle going towards the sideline, Mike, he might have got another 10 yards out of the play and not taken that hit. Yeah, exactly. And, and the way he was going there, I think you're right. I mean, he could have sidestepped him maybe just a tad and – but you got to move that ball. Like you said, you got to move that ball away from it um, because you just stand the risk of somebody punching that thing out. Now Valentine's going to – looks like Valentine's coming back in the game. And we hate this for uh, Turner, man. He he was putting on a show. We hope he's okay. He assisted to the sideline. He will go immediately to the bench. He's hurt. If we had a 10, he'd be in the tent. Yeah, and that's uh, a stinger. We're hoping that's just a stinger and not a separation. We'll know as soon as they start. She's got her hand inside there. She puts that hand inside there. He would he would almost bite her hand off, so I don't think it's a separation. First and ten for the Yellow Jackets. The ball at the 29-yard line of Winter Haven. Was that a? Yes. And it's been doing that. Valentine back in the ball game at quarterback. Here's the snap, and they're going to do that double reverse again to throw Smith, it. and Williams wants to throw downfield. The, re- the, uh, the receiver was in the end zone, tried to come back to the ball, and he was contacted by a defender. Yeah, but uh, the ball was thrown short. They're going to call it uncatchable. So incomplete as Williams got hit when he was trying to throw the ball, and that's what wobbled the ball and made it go short. But uh, immediately they go to a trick play when Valentine comes in. Yeah, and they've and they've had that across the middle. They've had that open quite a bit tonight, you know. And then they've had the receivers going down the sidelines. So yeah, I mean, and, it's been there. But the difference that you've seen is is uh, 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 I almost caught a ball. Turner was scrambling. And finding a hole to get to where he could continue downfield, where where Valentine's just doesn't have that vision tonight, guys. Nothing against Valentine at all, but he's just not seeing it tonight. Second and ten for Barton. Winter Haven with a lot of people on the line of scrimmage. Here's the snap. Valentine under some pressure breaks it out to the left. Looks downfield, looking throws incomplete. At that time, Valentine did get. Uh, did get a good scramble and did get rid of the football. Got a little football game going on in front of us. Yeah. The clock stops with 6-12 to play in the ball game. If it comes in here, I'm taking it. (laughs) You saw how cute she was, right? 
Yeah, but I don't care. <laughs> She'd look at you and cut them eyes, and you'd get that ball right Stop back it. to her, Grandpa. You'd just crumble. Stop yeah, it. Papa will be melting. Yep. We done heard the story tonight about somebody walking, yep. standing. Took her first step. Third and ten here for the Yellow Jackets. Guess where Bruce will be tomorrow. No, I gotta go. I gotta go to a soccer game. Yeah, tomorrow. after the soccer game, you gonna be in Arbordale. I'll be there Sunday. Empty backfield for Barto. Third and ten from the Winter Haven 29 yard line. Here's the snap. It's low. Ball on the ground. Valentine picks it up. Now he's got to go forward. That's all he can do. And he maybe gets one out of the play. Yeah. And and that's just been the kind of night it's been uh, for. You know, for Valentine, really good snaps to uh, uh, um, Turner. Turner. And uh, Valentine. mm. Timeout on the field for the uh, mandatory water break. We'll take it along with them. Winter Haven 13 and Bartow nothing. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. This is Tyler Kelly with Kelly Buick GMC. Each year, we donate a brand new GMC truck to our schools. Go to 20bucktruck.com for details on how you can win a brand new GMC from Kelly Buick GMC. 20bucktruck.com. Hi, it's Erin with Evolve Contracting. While there's no shortage of landscape and irrigation companies, you deserve the option that's the best fit for you. At Evolve, we offer 3D imaging and an irrigation program that saves you water, time, and money. Call us at 863-537-7537. 35 amazing years. Hey, that's us here at Spath Jewelers. We offer services such as beautiful custom work that's sure to wow, repairs, complimentary cleaning, appraisals, watch repairs, financing. What more do you need? We're here Monday through Friday, 10 to 7, and Saturdays from 10 to 5. Going cold one. Welcome back to Bartow Memorial Stadium. Yellow Jackets facing a fourth and 11. From, their, from the Winter Haven 30-yard line, quarterback is K.J. Valentine. Now there's an injured player. It looks like a Winter Haven player just collapsed on the field. It could be cramping, guys. <clears throat> it's very humid tonight. I tell you what, you want – this is totally off sync. I was chewing some gum the other day, like a, like a peppermint-type gum, and I spit the gum out. And then, I, and then I took a drink of cold water. That was the coldest thing that, I ever, that ever went down my throat. Almost froze my throat. So if you want, if, try some peppermint gum, spit it out, and then drink some cold water and see if I'm wrong. There you go. You didn't have a dip in? Uh, no, up. not at the time. Not with gum. Science with Bruce. New segment on the football game. Yeah. All righty. The uh, injured player did walk off under his own power. I could teach you how to blow up a desk, too, in, in science. Okay. I like blowing things up. Yeah, fourth and, I got in trouble for that. Fourth and 11 for Bartow. Here's the snap. Valentine back to throw under some pressure. Throws it. He got it. Smith. Smith up the field. He's got a first down. And more. Smith all the way inside the 10-yard line. Smith is hard to bring down. I think that's the first time he's had the ball tonight. And, and – uh, Barto still with some momentum. <laughs> Thank you, Carl. First and ten for the Yellow Jackets. They convert on fourth and eleven. And Mike, they're going to spot that ball just outside the ten. So Barto could get a first down, or is it first and goal? No, it's first and goal. Guys. First and goal. Yeah. 
A.J. Valentine brings his offense to the line of scrimmage. I would sure like to see a back beside him right now just to keep him a little bit honest. Five receivers in the pattern for the Yellow Jackets. Now they're going to put one man in motion. Here's the snap. They, they're going to give it to him on a little jet sweep. Galvin. He breaks one tackle. Gone. 10, 5, touchdown, Barto. Yes. They call him Rabbit and nobody could catch him. He had his foot in that time, Mike. He, sur- he didn't have it on the kickoff, but he had it then. Okay, that was almost like a delayed deal because when the ball was handed off, he went to turn up, and he just kind of stopped and stood there for just a second, and then is when he made his cut to the outside. 5.22 left in the ball game. Barta with their first points of the night, a 10-yard touchdown run by Galva. Daryl Galva, also known as Rabbit, with a nice run around the right side. Now, Kaysan Mullis on to attempt the extra point. Things just got very interesting here at Bartow Memorial Stadium. Here's the snap. It's a little low. Valentine will pick it up. He's looking to do something with it. He's still on his feet. Valentine looking, looking, something in the end zone. Now Valentine will run. There's going to be a flag on the play. The ball comes loose. Yeah, there's all kind of laundry over the field. There's some at the... Uh, Seven, uh, he's back at the 15. Yeah, we may be kicking this from our own 20. Somebody's helmet was off. Now, I think that the one official saying was calling something against Winter Haven here. Personal foul, Barto uh. declined, and the point is no good. So it remains still. Yeah. still. In, in, in college and in the NFL, you can take that on the kickoff. Uh, but uh, obviously, in in um, uh, high school, you 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 don't. So they're going to put it at the forty for Mullis to kick off. But Barto is within a possession. It's a one possession ball game now. You got uh, all three timeouts. I would I would kick the ball deep and play defense. And maybe yeah, your defense has been strong all night. That that other that seven points that Winter Haven had that they added to the board there, that was just pure luck on their part. Uh, they were in the right place at the right time. So, I mean, Bartow's not out of this. That defense is strong, and as long as they're not tired. Yeah, and and still a one-score game. Wow, that, that extra point would have been wonderful because um, we could have won it with another touchdown. But as Coach Peavy saying, did you say spit it out? I did, Coach. I said spit it out. I was talking about the peppermint gum. He can't get his head out the gutter. (laughs) Oh, Ridge is making a comeback here. Haines City 18, Ridge Community 6 in the third quarter. All right, Coach Peavy, you listen here. Mulberry 47, Tenorock nothing. Okay, you can go to sleep now. (laughs) Fort Meade 47, Indian Rocks 21. And Auburndale over Lake Region, 14 to nothing. That's the last score we had there. And Lakeland still leads over Lake Gibson. And it's Zephyr Hills over Victory Christian, 27-13. Winter Haven's got a little bit of a hands team on the field, but they are playing back. And Mullis will send it down the field. Bounces at the four and trickles on into the end zone. Perfect job. Way to do your job, young man. So Winter Haven will start first and 10 at their own 20-yard line. You know, since 1966, the Bartow Community Service Center has been empowering people and inspiring change. Support their mission to help Bartow families get out of crisis by shopping in their thrift store 
on East Summerlin Street in downtown Bartow. Help us be epic. Bartow Community Service Center Thrift Store. Check them out. All righty, 522 left in the ballgame. It's a one-possession ballgame. Bartow trails 13-6 to Winter Haven. First place in the district and postseason berth on the line. The Jacket defense has been the star of the of the game tonight. Stanley and Clark as linebackers ready for action. Here's the snap. Handoff. Smothers up the middle. He goes. Smothers into the secondary. He's got about 10 on that play. Yeah. You got to play defense. You got to play the run first. Mulberry's or uh, um, Winter Haven is looking to run the clock right here. They get 10 yards on that play. So first and 10 for Winter Haven from their own 30-yard line. Smothers has been their leading ground gainer on the game tonight. Winter Haven is in no hurry to snap this ball. They're still waiting at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And they don't want to throw the football because we've sacked them so many times. We've got three timeouts. We, if we can get them behind the chains, then we start calling timeout. Here we go. First and ten for Winter Haven. Now they're ready to snap the ball. Bartow Blitz is up the middle, and they're going to catch Smothers in the backfield. He's going to lose about one. Yeah, that was a really good job. The problem is if you don't get him down, that's six points. They had everybody coming. Bartow will take a timeout. It's going to be second and 11, 427 to play in the ballgame. And a great timeout. Uh, you, you get them behind the chains a little bit. This defense is just playing their hearts out. Well, guys, tomorrow afternoon and then Sunday afternoon, it's NASCAR racing from Talladega. Talladega, my favorite track. Uh, 12.30, it's the truck series, right? The truck series at 12.30 Saturday afternoon, and then Sunday, 1 o'clock for the Cup Series. This is the middle race in the round of 12. Mm -hmm. And like we've talked about, before Talladega is such a wild card, anybody can do anything in Talladega. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, and how snake bit is Larson? Oh my gosh, Larson was running away with that race, and he just in Texas, got, yeah. yeah, got he loose, just got the loose. And he says, "Hit the edge." I got in there and got loose, and it was all over. So, I hope you can join us this weekend. Catch the races, uh, twelve thirty Saturday afternoon for the trucks, and then one o'clock Sunday afternoon for the uh, Cup Series, right here. FM 102.9, 97.1, and where all the cool kids are on AM 1130. I listened to it, and the Lightning are leading 4 nothing Over Carolina. Oh, oh they had that offense line move first. Flag on the play on a second and 11, and they're going to march that against Winter Haven. Good call, Mike. Make it second down and 16 now. Yeah, I think everybody was on that play except the center. Because it was like the whole line moved, didn't it, Mike? Yeah, the left side of that line, I think they were on a different count than the right side. Second down, 16 to go for Winter Haven. 4.27 left in the ball game. Winter Haven 13, Bartow 6. Here's the snap. Handoff smothers, and he's met oh, in the backfield. Darn. Gaydon Williams is right there along with big number 52. That's Bruce. 
It's exactly what Bartow needs. I mean, that defense has been strong all night, and just for them to come through the middle like that and just blow him up and take him down for a loss, that's huge. Timeout taken by the Yellow Jackets. Yeah. 4-16 to play in the ballgame. The one thing that uh, Coach Eden needs to tell him is no smack, no smack, no smack. As soon as you make this play, just get up, come to the sideline, and let them pump the football. Exactly. Whew. And they they can actually, if they can stop them behind the line of scrimmage, they can let the clock run and take the 25 seconds. And uh, still, they'll still have three and a half minutes to move the offense with a timeout in their pocket. It's a final now from uh, with Fort Meade. The Miners win 47-21 to over Indian Rocks Christian. Fort Meade goes to 5-0 and on the year. Wow. All righty, here we go. Third and 20 for the Winter Haven Blue Devils. They're backed up on their own 20-yard line. 4-16 left in the ballgame. Jackets stepping up some pressure. Stanley, here he comes on a blitz. They want to throw, and they do. Down the field, it's going to be over the head of everybody, incomplete. That'll stop the clock. Yeah, with the incomplete, yep. And Bartow will get the ball back. And should get some decent field position out of this, too. 4-11. left in the ballgame. Murray will step back near midfield to receive the kick. Just don't run into the kicker. Lake Wales leads Davenport 45 to nothing in the third quarter. That game will be over quick. And there's a flag on the play thrown by the back judge. This is going to be delay a game or illegal substitution. It looks like a substitution against Barto. Shouldn't be. Because the ball was never snapped. They did not huddle, so it's not like they broke the huddle. They did have 12 men on the field. It does not matter. The ball was not snapped. That's a bad call, guys. For They, they could have run that guy off the field as long as he was off the field before yeah. the snap. It's a five-yard, so it's still fourth down. Here's the snap. It's almost over the head of the kicker. He's got it oh, under some pressure. Oh, my goodness. How didn't they block that? The ball bounces at midfield, and it trickles in the Yellow Jacket territory down to the 48-yard line. A jacket does pick it up as it comes to a stop. and uh, That's not a smart play. Thomas, uh, needs, yeah, just let Thomas that ball. needs to sit on the pine. Well, I think what he wanted to do was to stop that clock. Oh, that's still, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd have just, you know, maybe crawled down up underneath it or something or just jumped on it but to stop the clock. But I think that's what he was doing is trying to let them prolong, let it roll around. All right, so here we go. Barta with one timeout left, 3.57 left in the ballgame, down by a touchdown and an extra point, and the excellent field position at their own 47-yard line. Completely doable. How fast? Oh, absolutely. How fast can the turtle run? Quarterback is number 15, K.J. Valentine. And he's going to bring... will check out of the ball game. All right, here we go. Empty backfield. 
put Williams in motion. They're going to give it to Williams on a on a jet sweep. They fake the handoff, and Williams got some room. Williams up the sideline. Williams into he breaks a tackle. He's going to score a touchdown. Oh my goodness! No laundry. No laundry. Oh my goodness! A fifty-three-yard touchdown run. They were expecting a pass, and Williams just kept running. He gets about 10 yards down the field. It looks like they're going to have him at least thrown out of bounds. He breaks the tackle, and they're going to try. They're going to kick this and tie the game. And we need a good snap. That snap was all the reason we didn't get the kick last time. Timeout by the Winter Haven Blue Devils. Listen, guys. I, I, you know, I always say I would never leave those points on the field. Um, but with that little bit of a spark that that just gave that offense, I don't know that I wouldn't tighten everybody up and go wide. Go for two. I, I just don't know that I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, at this point, you just you just got a 53-yard touchdown on your offense. I'm thinking the same thing. You got your defense. They're sucking wind now. They're tired. They just had to run down the field trying to catch this guy. Your offense just got that little bit of burst. I don't know that they can't muster it up and just grit up and just put that thing in. Yeah. I'd love to see it, but, I mean, hey – I'm always an advocate for you can't leave them points on the field in a game like this. Well, Kaysan Mullis trots onto the field. A 53-yard touchdown run by Williams, and we are within an extra point from tying this ball game up. If this is not one of the most important points that he's had so far this season. It's all about the snap. That snap was extremely low. K.J. Valentine will handle the holding duties. Mullis for the extra point and to tie the ball game. The snap is good. The kick is up and right on through. Great job by the center. Great job by Valentine. And a great job by Mullis. Now that defense is stellar. So we know the defense has been rock solid. They haven't really allowed but six points. Um, Yeah, and you thought they were fired up before. Exactly, exactly. They got some wind in their sails, man. And you got the home crowd on their feet cheering on their yellow jackets. Yeah, and, and half the crowd is listening to us on the radio right now saying, oh, my, I wish we wouldn't have left. <laughs> Barto Faithful has not had a lot to cheer about tonight, but they're all on board tonight. 344 left in the ballgame. We are tied 13-13. You kick it deep. Mike, what is that official talking to that coach about? I don't know what he's talking to him about. Maybe there was some jabbering going on because I think that as soon as the coach turned around and walked away, he started calling for somebody on the sideline. He did. He's talking to Bird. Yep. So it must have been Bird come off the field, and Bird was pretty vocal when he came off the field. Yeah, it was all right to be. He, I mean, they just pushed it in to tie the ball game. Well, the... That was fair warning. That was good. Well, he was standing around the 15-yard line. Mullis kicked it in the end zone last time. Let's hope he can do it again. I don't know that I wouldn't have Mullis try to kick it down here to the corner and just hang it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Push it down here inside the 10 in a corner. He has it teed up at the 40-yard line. Right-footed kicker, Kaysan Mullis. Yeah, he's beat. <laughs> Puts all he's got into it, and it sails. That's that. That was a yard going out of the end zone. Yeah, I, I think I'm happy with that, Mike. That first kickoff, they they returned it about 40, 40 something yards. So. Oh yeah, I'm good with it. I'm good with it. Great job. All right, here's the stand. Three forty four left, and uh, 
tie ball game, 13-13 between Winter Haven and Bartow. Yeah, and now, you know, you got to see if Winter Haven's going to play to win the football game or if they're going to play for a tie. You're going to know this right away. Yep, absolutely. And go to overtime. I don't think you're going to see Winter Haven want to stay. I don't think you – well, with three, four – 344 left. I think you're going to see Winter Haven try to drive down and kick the field goal. Yeah, I mean, they got plenty of time, but they they also need to waste the clock because the way Bartow's offense has turned it on, they don't want to turn it over in three plays. Right. Bartow scored their two touchdowns within, within about a minute and a half of each other. First and ten for Winter Haven from their own 20-yard line. Two receivers, three, three receivers on the right side of the formation, the far side of the field. Quarterback, Faust goes up under Change center. Now, now he'll step back. Stanley right over the center. Here he comes. Here's the handoff. And nope, they're going to keep it. And it's going to be Couch. He's going to get across the 20 to about the 22. Yeah, we'll see if they hustle to the line. And this will tell you what they're wanting to do. Yep, they're going to line up and try to go. Winterhaven to the line of scrimmage facing a second and nine. Listen, guys, I don't know if you guys can see it over there, but there's a lot of movement on that offensive line around the center. Second and nine here for Winter Haven. Quarterback couch in the shotgun. Here's the snap. He wants to throw. He does, and it's going to be complete to the near side. He breaks one tackle, and the ball's on the ground. The ball's on the ground. Bartos ball. Bartos ball. Oh, my goodness. He was going to break loose. He got away from the first man, and then I believe it was it was the safety that came up. I don't know if that was Williams, but they punched it out, and then the corner jumps on it. It was Galva, I believe, who dove on the ball, and Barto has the ball at the 38-yard line Incredible. of Winter Haven. Wow. Fortunes change in this game just like that. Yeah, you need to calm down, though. Momentum. It's It's a real thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm trying to think of the words. There's there's nothing you can do about momentum. Once you get it, it's it's incredible. Barto with a little wildcat right now. Jadon Williams, who just scored the 53-yard touchdown run. He's going to be in a quarterback. Two running backs standing right next to him. First and 10, Barto from the Winterhaven 37-yard line. The low snap. Oh, my goodness. And Williams will pick it up. He's all the back in midfield. Now he's going to turn up field. 40. Williams will do an admirable job to get back to the line of scrimmage. Wow. That's pretty. And I don't know who the center is, but... That's like the fifth time he snapped the ball on the ground. And he needs to get a good talking to right now. And he did. He just got a good talking to. So they're going to lose about two on the play, make it second and 12. The clock is running, 2.40 to play in the ball game. Bruce, what does what uh, Mullis need here? Maybe 15, 20 yards? I, th- I think they need to be really inside the 20, uh, inside the 20 uh, for him to, to have, be comfortable. Have a decent shot. Yeah, he's got the leg, but uh, Winter, uh, Winter Haven has got a lot of penetration, even on that last. So here we go. See, we got to get this going here, guys. The, the back there's already got his hand up. Gotta call he's out counting last down. Timeout. Here's the snap on second and 12. Do we get it off? We do. 
handoff to Galva. Galva tries to turn the corner, and he is bottled up. He's going to be thrown for another loss. Yeah, they 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 had that red the whole way, guys. It'll be third down and about 15. Trickery's got us nowhere. We, we've got a. We don't want to give them the momentum back. No, absolutely not. The clock runs at 1.37 to play in the ballgame. In regulation. Yes. 13-13 is your score. Jackets facing a third down and 18. K.J. Valentine to the line of scrimmage. And we're going to get a, a timeout by Bartow. Yeah, they were not even set. The clock was already yeah. below five seconds. So timeout by Bartow. Woo. We'll take a timeout as well. Winter Haven 13, Bartow 13. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. Hi, Benny Jr. here with Bartow Ford. And the great thing about being right in Bartow, Florida, is we are centrally located. The right way will always lead you to Bartow Ford, where we save you time and money. Bartow Ford, we're different, and we prove it. When looking for insurance coverage, consider the Ewing Black Welder Induce Agency with offices in downtown Bartow. Ewing Black Welder Induce Insurance with a wide range of insurance products to meet your every need. Becky Maslack, your local office manager. Hello, Barto. This is Joe DeCessory with Citrus Air Conditioners, your hometown air conditioning company. If you're looking to replace your old unit, Citrus Air has many units in stock and offers financing. Call us at 534-1171 or look us up online at citrusairinc.com. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. <laughs> Welcome back to Barto Memorial Stadium in a district showdown between the Winter Haven Blue Devils and the Barto Yellow Jackets. We are tied Yes, tied at 13 apiece. 112 to play in the ball game. Bartow has the ball at the Winter Haven 43-yard line. They're facing a third down, third and 15. KJ Valentine's the quarterback. And we got whistles on the play. There's a flag. Illegal substitution against Bartow. What can that be? Saw the Winter Haven coach running down the sidelines. How do you so. do that out of a timeout? That's what I'm, I'm wondering myself. I mean, oh, there's 12 guys on the field. That's why. Yeah, there's, but I, I, how do you do that out of a timeout? You've got a formation that you called, and as Smith, Smith was okay. He will trot, trot, trot off the field. Okay. So now it's third down and 23. Yeah, a bunch. Yeah, I'd punt this ball right now. I'd do that pooch punt. Valentine in a little pistol formation. Himes, the running back, right behind him. Trips to the near side. Here's the snap. And Valentine will roll. He's under some pressure. Still rolling with the ball. Throws. He's got it. And there's Galva at the 40-yard line. Galva to the 35. Great job. It's going to be fourth down in about eight. I don't think either team's got a timeout left. 50 seconds to play in the ballgame. Clock running. Bartow now fourth down. They are to the line of scrimmage. Fourth and about seven. Forty seconds in the ball game. Valentine, empty backfield. He's got the ball. He wants to throw it. He's under some pressure, and he's going to be sacked. Okay, at hold the forty-yard line. Okay, that'll be a turnover. That stops the clock with twenty-seven seconds left. 
<laughs> you wonder if Winter Haven's going to throw it up or if they'll just take a knee and, and let's play overtime. I don't think Winter Haven wants to take a chance to throw it up. Yeah. What a game this has been. Both teams are exhausted. I mean, he throws it up. you got everybody spread out over the field, and you got to try to rely on your offensive lineman to close back in on that. And 10 o'clock, and uh, you're listening to WWBF Bartow. Thank you so much for joining us tonight for Yellow Jacket football in a big district showdown with Winter Haven. And for the most part, it's been the Yellow Jacket defense keeping Bartow in the game tonight. Bartow's, Bartow's offense finally scored the last two touchdowns to tie the ball game. They're, they're 99% of the reason why we're tied right now. now. Granted, the offense did score twice, but that defense played uh, 75% of this game. Well, Winter Haven kicked two field goals where they could have easily had two touchdowns. Oh, my goodness. Well, but, yeah, we, we gave them uh, the ball on the one-yard line. Yeah, we, t- we fumbled the ball inside the two-yard line, down at the one-yard line, and we give them six points right there. All right, let's see what Winter Haven does here. Winter Haven does have one timeout left. 27 seconds left here in the ball game. We're all tied at 13. Quarterback Couch is looking in the shotgun. Three wide receivers on the far side. He's stepping back to throw. He's under some pressure, and he is going to be. He gets the ball away. Nobody in the grounding. area. Nobody in the area. Got to be intentional grounding. Yeah, I don't know how they don't get that. Stops the clock with 15 seconds. How do you not throw a flag on that, guys? Maybe they considered a the side guys on the sideline. And why area. is the ball being spotted way up? Back to the, it's an incomplete pass, so it back to the line of scrimmage, second and ten. Well, if they're going to throw it, I'm going to blitz him. Yeah, send the house on him. Second and ten. Now he's up under center. He will just now, he'll drop back and take a knee. Yeah, smart play. And that's going to send us to overtime. Been a long time since we did an overtime game. Really is. Uh... A little free football on a Friday night. Yeah. I remember the 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 one year I remember is 2006 when we in the playoffs. Oh, my goodness. The Hardy Wildcats. Is that what you're thinking about? Yeah. And Coach, Coach Cage knocked Justin's, chipped Justin's tooth. <laughs> Went to give him a high five and missed, hit him in the mouth with his ring, and chipped his front tooth. <laughs> is that Coach Cageana? Yeah. I love Cage. All right. Well, Bruce, um, I didn't like him knocking it out my son's tooth. Yeah. I was going to say, recap the uh, the way overtime works in high school. You get ten, the ball to the 10 yard line. 10 yard line. Four plays. Four plays and see what you can do. And you want to go on defense first if you win the, uh, if the, win the toss. While we uh, get ready for halftime here, some uh, quick scores. Uh, looks like Mulberry's on the way to win. Lake Wales is on the way to win. Uh, Auburndale now a little more comfortable over Lake Region. Um, Haines City is leading Ridge Community. George Jenkins, nine. Kathleen, nothing. And we uh, have the Fort Meade final tonight. Fort Meade a winner, 47-21 over Indian Rocks. And looks like Lakeland's going to win tonight over Lake Gibson. How bad is Jenkins? Only able to put nine on Kathleen. <laughs> Did you hear that Mike silver lining and everything? Yeah, absolutely, right? 
Zephyr Hills 27, Victory Christian 13, that game in the fourth quarter. Haines City 26, and Ridge 6 in the fourth quarter. Mulberry now in the fourth quarter, 47 to nothing. That should be close to being ended. And Lakeland 21, Lake Gibson 0, says here third quarter. Mike giving that official a business. Got Thor out there, and it's they may throw the flag on Mike. Come on now, listen. I'm trying to keep up public relations. Well, you should have told him to throw a flag a while ago on intentional <laughs> grounding. Well, you know, I mean, listen. So I was just talking to him about you know being you know the way they've conducted this game, the way they've held everything and everything, and he said they were specifically this whole officiating crew was handpicked to do this game tonight. Huh? Well. So this isn't a team that generally works together. This crew was handpicked amongst another another couple of teams. They still should have thrown a flag on intentional grounding. Well, they're on the field now for the coin toss here for the overtime period. Our man Thor is out there, big number fifty four. That's our buddy Brett Tyree. We think, call him we call him Thor because of his hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Winter Haven won that toss, guys. So they'll go defense. I think and Winter Haven and. Uh, Arto will be on offense first, and they're going to go into the east end zone toward the scoreboard, toward the locker room. Can if you're you familiar with field goal at overtime? You can. Yeah, you can, but you don't want to. <laughs> if Barto scores. So Barto will go on offense first from the 10-yard line. They have four plays. Yeah, the crowd don't want to go nuts right now when they're on offense. They want to go nuts when they're on defense. <laughs> Woo. Oh, what a game, guys. What a game. So Bartow scores, and then... Then Winterhaven has an opportunity from the same 10-yard line. Yep. They and get it, four plays to do whatever. And they just keep going if the score is tied after each one. And if you score a touchdown, you can kick an extra point, or you can go for two if you want. All right, here comes the offense. All right, we know Winter Haven's defense is tough, but did, did Bartow's offense have enough to keep it going? Well, I see number 98 and number 52 in the game, so it looks like they're going to go to some kind of little power eye, which first time tonight we've seen that. Yeah. It'll dip, be a different look, and Haines City's just going to stack the line. Winter So maybe you release that tight end. Jadon Williams is the deep back. Under center now is K.J. Valentine. He will turn, and he will give it to Williams, and he's going to be caught in the backfield. He's going to lose a couple. Yeah. This is this is a situation where, I mean, you you throw something new at Haines City, and, and they're just Winter Haven. Winter Haven. On, on Winter Haven. You throw something <laughs> new at them, and they're just going to they're just gonna stack the line of scrimmage. You've had them spread the whole night. Uh, I'd spread them again, keep one guy in the backfield, and – Stanley and Bird remain as uh, fullbacks there. And now you got Glover as the deep back. K.J. Valentine up under center for Bartow. Big boy football right now. Here's the snap. And they're going to fake it. Looking to throw in the end zone. He's got his receiver. Touchdown, Bartow. Touchdown, Bartow. That's Smith. No flags, guys. No flag. That's clean. That's exactly what he had to do. He had Winter Haven. He's smarter than I am, guys. He had Winter Haven all stacked on the line. And what he does, he releases the tight end. 
and he just runs an out pattern. Valentine rolls out wide open for a touchdown. And now this is a huge extra point. Kason Mullis, our superstar kicker, on for the extra point attempt from the hold of the quarterback, K.J. Valentine, who just tossed a 12-yard touchdown pass to Smith. Gives Barcher their first lead of the night here in overtime. That's right, overtime. Winter Haven will have their opportunity from the 10-yard line next. Here's the snap. It's a good one. The kick is up and straight on through. It's perfect. 20 to 13. Bartow in front. Now defense. Now this is where it's going to get interesting, guys, because we've watched Winter Haven line up and just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Well, this this defense is they're all regenerated. Although Galva's running like he's dragging a hamstring. The Bartow defense, which has been the star of the game tonight, it's kept Bartow in this game. The offense scored the last three touchdowns, including the first one here in overtime tonight, to give Bartow their first lead of the ballgame, 20-13 to 13 over Winter Haven. And this is where you got to be very, very disciplined again. I mean... Once again, Auburndale's gone with the spread all night, too. Winter Haven. All righty, here we go. Who did I say that time? Auburndale. Auburndale. I'm really messed up tonight. Here we go. First down, Winter Haven. So no change in formation for Winter Haven. Twins left, twins right. In the shotgun is the quarterback. Couch. Smothers standing right next to him. He wants to throw, looking toward the end zone. A little fade route in the end zone. It's going to be incomplete. Great job. Nice defense by the Yellow Jack. Is that Murray? Yeah, it was Murray. Yeah, he had him there. We got somebody down in the end zone. Galva. Galva is down. Yeah. Cramping. I don't know. I don't know. I think he's hurt, guys. I don't know what's going on. He was uh, was dragging that leg like it was a hamstring. We have a hurt. Yeah, he's they're stretching his leg. Yeah, it, yeah, must be cramped. So yeah, Galva was away from the play, and uh, but you know when he he ran that touchdown, didn't he run a touchdown? Yes, ten yard touchdown run, Bart- for Bartow's first score of the night. Well, the Winter Haven coaches are leaving. They're still stretching Galva out in the end zone. What a ball game this has been tonight. Next week, remember, the na- a reminder, the game next week is a Thursday night game in Lakeland at Bryan Stadium where Bartow will visit the Lakeland Dreadnoughts. So Thursday night, uh, our pregame show begins at 7. Kickoff is at 7.30 as we head over to uh, Bryan Stadium on Thursday night. So just a quick question. What prompted, what changed on the uh, Thursday night game? It's, as referees. I understand it, it was referees. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Which, I mean, Lakeland Christian played last night, so mm-hmm. they're, they're still working on Galva in the end zone. Tell you what, we'll take a quick timeout for an injury timeout. We're in overtime. Bartow leads 20-13, to 13, Winter Haven with their possession now in overtime, and that's coming up next. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. When you drive by Bartow Ford, you see a huge lot 
But what you might not know is we have over 72 service bays and can customize your truck with lift, wheels, and tires. At Bartow Ford, we have you covered. Bartow Ford, we're different, and we prove it. In today's complicated financial world, it's nice to know that Steve Wright & Company is there, helping you utilize your resources more effectively as you work toward your financial goals from tax returns to retirement plans and all the stops in between. Rely on Steve Wright & Company on Avenue H in Winter Haven. Today's broadcast is sponsored in part by the Widden McLean Funeral Home of Bartow since 1925 and the McLean Funeral Home of Fort Meade. They're family-owned and are committed to providing personal service with the concept of our family serving yours. To Yellow Jacket football, Galva off the field with assistance. Here we go. First and ten, excuse me, second and ten for Winter Haven. Up the middle they go. Smothers, he's going to score for a touchdown. They tie the, they, within an extra point of tying it. Well, there's an old saying, you, you go for the tie at home, you go for the win on the road. Let's see if they go for, nope, they got it. Bringing the kicker out. They're bringing Kemp out to tie the ball game at 20. Smothers broke the initial contact at the line of scrimmage and this sailed right on into the end zone for a, a 10-yard touchdown run. Dang it. Yeah, they set that up just the opposite way that, uh, uh, um, Eden set up our offense. They threw the ball to set up the run. We ran the ball to set up the, the pass. Here's the kick. It's, it's up. Blocked. It's blocked. It's blocked. Woo. Bartow wins. Bartow blocks the extra point in overtime to win the ball game. Trying to get a number. That's, I think it's Clark. Roderick Clark with the block. He picks it up. And runs all the way into the end zone, although it doesn't count. Game over. They came. Bartow went flying through Clark. I mean, it hit him right in the belly. He scoops it up, and he goes to the opposite end zone. No points for that. Just a lot of style points. And Bartow has done the impossible, guys. This was an impossible victory, and they did it. 6-0, 2-0 in the district are the Bartow Yellow Jackets. That was a hard battle. What a game, guys. I mean, that's just unbelievable. And that block extra point right there was just, I mean, you saw Bartow. Everybody was up. Everybody, you knew everybody was coming. I mean, so you you knew there was, I mean, they were coming full force. Best game I ever saw at, at Bartow High School. I mean, this defense, this defense is incredible. Yeah, the game ball goes to the whole defense. Both teams lining up now for the uh, handshake at midfield. Wow. I don't know what else to say, but wow. Wow. That's a heartbreak for Winter Haven, too. Barto scored with 5.22 left in the fourth quarter on a 10-yard run by Galva to make it 13-6. The extra point uh, did not work out. In the then. At 3.44, about 90 seconds later, a 53-yard touchdown run by Jadon Williams, and the extra point was good. It tied us at 13. We went into overtime after some heart-pounding moments in the last few seconds. In overtime, a 12-yard touchdown pass from K.J. Valentine uh, to Terrell Smith, and the extra point is at it. Bartow's up by seven. Uh, and then in overtime for Winter Haven, a 10-yard touchdown run by Smothers. And then Clark blocks the extra point to give Bartow a one-point victory. Wow. Yeah, uh, Coach PV, Daniel Pate, uh, Josh Gwynn, his family, they're all chiming in 
uh, about the ending of that football game, and and uh, I, I hope that we we did it justice, guys, because um, that's the most incredible incredible finish I've ever seen, and unbelievable type finish, uh, almost like a, a Hollywood type ending, where they come through and they block the extra point. Um, it's I, I just have no words to say right now. I can't wait to hear from Coach Eden tonight. If he has a voice left. My hat is off to this defense, though. Absolutely. Oh, oh my goodness. The football team standing in front of the cheerleaders who are standing in front of the band as they play the Bartow alma mater. Wow. Bartow wins 20-19 to 19 in overtime. <laughs> I, I'm t- Hey, guys. Wow, I've 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 had a lot of pleasures uh, with with middle school games and little league games and JV games and high school games and our sons playing games mm-hmm. and and doing radio on games, winning state championships with softball. And I I don't know other than Kenzie Green's walk-off in the state championship. I don't know if I've ever been as excited as I am and happy I am for the coach. Hey, guys, I've got Coach E just standing here with me. Coach, I just got to ask you, how does this feel? Oh, my God. First off, I just want to give all glory, all honor, all praise to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Nothing can explain that other than that. I mean, you're down. We look like the worst team in all of football for four and a half quarters, and then all of a sudden, by the grace of God, these young men, they work so Gosh darn hard, and they fight and they claw and they scratch, and it showed up again tonight. And just again, glory to God. I'm so proud of these young men. They are amazing young men, and I'm just excited for the future of this program. Coach, so one thing I noticed, so I get to go to the locker room with you guys at halftime. One of your last words is you told your kids tonight, I love you. I love you. What does that mean, and what is that bond that you have with those kids? It means everything. You know, it, it means everything. One of our things is we say give it your all, your availability, your loyalty, and your love. These young men are really, I heard all of them say, I love you guys. I love you guys. That's what this program is built on. You know, we're built on hard work, and we love each other. We're family. And, again, in those tight games, when it matters most, the team that loves each other and has worked hard is going to win the game, and I'm just so proud of them. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Coach. Go savor that victory right there, sir. Mike, one thing. Yes. Oh, I wanted you to what? tell him. Best Go. defense in Polk County. Okay. Oh, I, I tell you what. I'll tell him. You but do. I, y'all you can do, do what yeah. y'all got to do, and I'll get him. I'll All tell right, him. Reminder, reminder, next week the game is Thursday night in Lakeland at Bryan Stadium. The Yellow Jackets will roll into Bryan Stadium 6-0 and to take on the uh, the Lakeland Dreadnoughts. And uh, you heard Coach Eden say it. For three and a, four and a half quarters, they were the worst team. But they turned worst it on. Worst offense. Worst offense, yes. Thank you. But they, they turned it on. Oh my, oh my goodness. It's, it's, I, I'm struggling for the words. Yeah, yeah. He, say, he said worst team. But I know he meant worst offense because the defense, the defense, I, how many, we mentioned it a couple of times. We could have easily been down 35 nothing. Exactly, yeah. 35 nothing. And we gave up 13 points, and one of them was because of a fumble at the one yard line. So, I mean, I don't know. I just don't have any, any words. To describe how good that defense is and how great they played and how they left it on the field. And for Roger Clark to come through that line and just swallow that kick. 
he did. Like you said, it had the, the kick hit him in the right chest. Right in the belly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right, yeah. right there. And it, it was it's like he just swallowed it and then ran all the way down the field with the whole football team following him. Incredible. That was a good comeback. It was really exciting, guys. I I, I really enjoyed this. Bartow is a 2-0 in the district. They have one more district game, and that's against Haines City in Haines City in two weeks. Um, and then, wow, just <laughs> I don't know what else to do. Yeah. It's, it's neat. The only other it's thing ex- I, I can say, uh, Mike, is, is I would like to know his wife's name. Uh, we need to get his wife's name where we can. Kendra. Kendra. Okay. Thank you. Let's see. Where, where is Miss Kendra? I'll find her real quick. We had, we had the pleasure of talking with her. Yeah, that'd be cool to get her emotions right now. Um, the coach behind the coach. Oh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. See what, see what she has to say, Mike. Well, tell her to give him another pin. All right, so, hey, guys, I got Miss Kendra here. Hey, how's, how do you think it's going to be around the house tonight after this kind of victory? Oh, he's not going to sleep. He'll probably go to sleep at, like, 6 a.m. because he won't be able to. Well, what's your emotion? How do you feel about this win with this like this, the way it come down into overtime? Like I said, he worked so hard, and he just put so much into it. He, he deserves it. This team deserves it. They worked so hard. I'm just, God is good. I'm so happy. We're happy. There you go, guys. Thank you. That's incredible. Well, that's going to wrap things up for us here tonight. Uh, just an amazing victory tonight. Bartow wins 20-19 to in overtime over the Winter Haven Blue Devils. Capture their second district game of the year, and they're now 6-0 and heading into Lakeland next week. Thank you to everybody here at Bartow High School for their assistance in the broadcast tonight. Our studio producer, Tom, back in the, in the studio tonight. Thank you so much for Mike Ayers on the sideline. Elizabeth Ayers, we got Bruce and Andy Edmond. I'm Jeff Thornburg. Thank you so much for tuning in for Yellow Jacket Football. Good night, everybody. You've been listening to Bartow Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. Tonight's game was sponsored by Bartow Ford. We're different, and we prove it. Evolve Professional Landscape Management. Citrus Air Conditioners of Bartow. Pallet One of Bartow. SR Wright and Company. By Ewing Blackwelder and Deuce Insurance. Keith Spray Service of Bartow, taking care of your lawn and garden for over 50 years. Budget You Pull It, the parts you need when you need them. By Spath Jewelers of Bartow and Valrico, Widden McLean Funeral Home, Beefo Brady Sports Pub in the Bartow Center South, and by Kelly Buick GMC of Bartow, doing whatever it takes to earn your business. Bartow Yellow Jacket Football is a sports exclusive of FM 102.9, 97.1, and AM 1130, WBF.